Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. This week on the... Hello. This week on... Hello. <laughs> this week on Hello. Hi, I'm Elaine. It's a new podcast. No, you didn't do a this thing. Is, I know. I messed it up. It's totally gone. I just... This I'm, week we're going to ruin the moment by messing up big time. And we're not going to start over because that's not what we do. This week we... And Tony decided to wait until we started to start week, making a drink. This week we pick up a rental car and open the glove box to see if someone left gloves behind. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. And <laughs> <laughs> do you need me to do your part? Each of us, as you can see, fans, we had you know they're just not on the game today. They came in, you know, we had pizza. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror and thriller. I have science fiction, fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. We each uh, take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, we can convince you to give these films a second chance. Except today... On the podcast. It's a special edition. That's right. Birthday pick. Birthday pick. And John has chosen... Well, I picked a special move. Critters. Get out. (laughs) We should let this play for a minute. Everybody's enjoying this. Right now, people who are listening to it in their cars are popping. <laughs> right now, someone has the urge to run up the stairs. They're doing sit-ups. <laughs> One-arm push-ups. Jump rope. They're doing double-unders. Trying to catch a chicken. That's the next oh, one. Sorry. If they work in a butcher shop, they have find they have an intense need to hit some meat. That's right. Trying to beat their meat. <laughs> Way to ruin it, Tony. Make it weird. <laughs> All Good right. job, Tony. Sorry. Thank sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. Appreciate it. Sorry. So this week is my birthday pick, and it is Rocky. Could you please just turn that off? <laughs> he likes After to play the part. music in the background while he talks. I do like to have <laughs> music in the background. But since it's a problem for you... All right. Rocky. Released on November 21st, 1976. That was the New York City premiere. Released worldwide on December 3rd, 1976. Now, Roger Ebert gave this movie... Anybody want... Can you have a guess on how he... Re- Two thumbs up. Well, he gave it four out of four. Um, <laughs> IMDb has this 8.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has it as a staggering 93%. Woo! As you can see, clearly not so underappreciated. Um, but it's your birthday, so... But it's my birthday. So we're going to get into it a little bit here. Okay, so... The total gross for this... Well, the production budget for this movie was estimated about $960,000. Because they were told, here's a million dollars, don't go over, or it comes out of your pocket. And, you know, they said it might be as much as a little over a million, because they paid out of pocket, but they reported 960, so it was just under. Now, the total gross worldwide for this is $225 million. Add to that VHS rentals, DVD, Blu-ray sales, any kind of special editions, would make it one of the most profitable movies of all time. Can't say that about Waterworld. (laughs) Oh... Elaine was very happy to hear that we're doing Rocky, has not complained about it at all. Was so excited to see this. Now, Rocky, for those of you who don't know, is set in the backdrop of Philadelphia, 1976. 
Apollo Creed is set to defend his world heavyweight You're gonna boxing make Tony. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see Tony dying over here? <sighs> okay. Mm. I was afraid he was gonna spit juice <laughs> all over you, hon. I mean, I was trying to paint. I was trying to sprinkle some fairy dust here. Again, it only hit Tony. <laughs> sprinkle more vigorously. Like I was saying, Apollo Creed is set to defend his world heavyweight title against Green. Um, but his opponent drops out due to injury on short notice. Without a viable challenger available for Creed to defend his crown, he decides that he needs a skeptical, a skeptical, spectacle instead. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking You're talking like me this time, babe. That's not good. He finds a name that he wants, and that name is the Italian Stallion, and decides that it sounds like a monster movie in the showdown is set. Rocky, a down-and-out palooka who has never made it in his chosen profession of boxing. While working as a collector for a local loan shark, Rocky is given the chance of a lifetime to face the greatest boxer alive. Meanwhile, the story of Rocky is really a love story. Robert Balboa, as he was born, is really focused on something other than boxing. His name is Robert, and this is common knowledge. Duh. She just wasn't sure how much you were getting into with this brief synopsis. I'm Sprinkle your fairy dust. Sprinkle your fairy dust. He's only focused on one thing. Adrian, a local pet shop worker and the sister of his friend Paulie. Are they friends? Are mm. they friends is what we're going to find out. On again, on In the again. end, all Rocky really They're wants not friends. is to and get the girl. Lots of anger and tension. <laughs> wow. That was... Way to ruin it. Took me right out <laughs> of the moment. Tony, yeah. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Paulie doesn't have any friends, and neither does Rocky. Eh. Uh, directed by John um, uh, Avildsen, mm. produced by Robert mm -hmm. Chartoff and Irvin Winkler. No relation to Henry. Oh, uh, written cool. by a guy you may have heard of. He had a couple of other writing credits. He also mm. wrote Paradise Alley. Oh yeah, yeah. This guy named Sylvester Stallone. Never heard of him. Mm. <laughs> he also Is started. He wrote to the it, cat? really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote it on a spiral notebook. I did not know mm. that. That's why this is. Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought it up, Carly, that you didn't know that he wrote this. He wrote this and only sold it to United Artists if he could star in it. They wanted to give him $250,000 just for the script, but he couldn't star in it. Oh. But he took a pay cut. Meanwhile, he was he had like $106 in the bank, had to sell his dog because he didn't have food to feed him. Aww. I, I, I feel like Jeff now from A, a Night's Tale. <laughs> Anyway, this is starring Sylvester Stallone, who some of you may have heard of. I'm not going to give you his credits, because otherwise that's a whole other podcast. Talia Shire, who you also might know from Godfather fame. Carly doesn't. Nope. She's never seen this woman before in her life. Uh, nope. <laughs> Burt Young, who's been in lots of movies where there's Italians and they need one in the background. They get Burt Young. Which what, what character is he? He's Paulie. Oh, okay. Carl Weathers, who you may know from Action Jackson. And Predator. And, oh, yeah, and Predator, when he has the coolest handshake ever. <laughs> Dylan. Uh, do you know which one is Carl Weathers? No. Jesus Christ. Carl Creed. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Burgess Meredith, who you may know from 1960s um, Batman movie. He was the Penguin. Okay. Twilight Zone. Twilight. He's been... He's Burgess. <clears throat> he's been. Grumpy Old Men? There yeah. Go. There you go. He's the, the dad? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Music by the great Bill Conti? <laughs> You've seen Grumpy Old Man, but you haven't seen Predator? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait. I want to see. Did you Burgess see Grumpy Meredith Old Man? was in so yeah. many movies, and you're like, you've seen Grumpy Old Man, but you haven't seen. Like, Predator is the one that you're not okay with. That, out of all the movies <laughs> I mean, that have been mentioned, it's you, Predator. I know, but it's a Wait a minute, it gets better. Carly, have you seen Rocky? 
No. You haven't seen Rocky. <laughs> I have seen the one where he goes to Russia. Rocky Which is familiar with the story. Favorite, and he's wrong because it's Rocky Three. Whoa. <laughs> Why is Rocky Three better? Because it's a better movie. Uh, it doesn't have Drago in it. Ivan there's Drago. a talking robot Ivan. in Rocky Three. No, there's, there's a talking not. robot in Rocky Four. 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 Rocky Three has Thunderlips, the ultimate male. Rocky I know that Four has me. Drago in it. He punches as hard as a shotgun blast. <laughs> but I like Mr. T better than. Uh, <laughs> Then uh, Them's <laughs> fighting words. I like Mr. T. I'm not fighting the lane. <laughs> uh, as long as you, you well, got right her hand doesn't work. <laughs> well, all right, so let's get to some reviews. David Kerr from the Chicago Reader. These are also reviews, reviews from 1976. Okay. <laughs> it says, I wanted, <laughs> recent. Yeah, I wanted to like it more than I did. It'll do. <laughs> That's a fantastic <laughs> It was actually... I thought, I thought that was going to be a positive review, and it was going to be... I wanted to like it more, but I couldn't, because... Because no it was an amazing... Well, was hard. Hard. I love this movie. Is I was having a hard time finding a bad review for this. I was going to let Elaine write the bad review. Uh, and now the Hollywood Reporter. On paper, <sighs> neither character may seem terribly appealing, but on screen, they steal away your heart completely. Not only did they... Did the last reel include some of the most widely exciting fight footage ever put on screen? Remember, this is 76. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tony was like, what? <laughs> um, but it also provided an emotionally gratifying capstone to a picture that is truly an ode to the human spirit. There are emotions in this movie? Are you crazy? Very few. <laughs> are you crazy? The drama romance person doesn't see the emotions in this? No, well, there, are, there are. There we'll, are. We will as soon as you tell us what you thought going in, Elaine. Yeah. Come on. He's been alluding to some feelings. <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times. Well, it came out before any of us were born, so. Not Tony. So mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. Um, I have... It's not It's not a movie I oh. ever really think, ooh, you know what I want to watch? Rocky. <laughs> um, so I was not really going, ooh, guess what I get to watch? Rocky, <sighs> but I was gonna do it for the podcast. As I recall, didn't you say I've seen this so many times? I'm just not gonna watch it. <laughs> I did, but I did watch it. I said I've seen this so many times. I don't have to watch this. Neither did I, but I but watched I it put, anyway. <laughs> but I put it on, and while I played Candy Crush, <laughs> and I feel like I got the gist. But yes, I watched it, and. Like, right now, I'm gonna about to go get our son, and we're going to do the whole thing. We're going to do a two-man Rocky yes, rendition. Yes. We don't even need you. Tag my son in. <laughs> you know what? If you watched it every day for, like, a month. Wow. Multiple really? times. Yes. Wow. He had a, a Rocky phase. It's a great piece of cinema. I did not enjoy the Rocky phase as much as I enjoyed the Spaceballs phase, which <laughs> also, he watched that every day for, like, a fucking month. Like, too. he got mad at me, because I took the DVD out of his room while he was sleeping to watch it and do my notes and stuff, and I put it back. He was awake. He was like, what the hell? What are you doing? Am I putting your movie back? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Carly, what did you think going in? What did I think? She has notes. Isn't I right? have definitely seen the one where he goes to Russia, and I think I may have seen this. Let's see if I get the hype. <laughs> oh, God. Tony, help me. Oh. All right. Um, it's hard to be objective with this movie. 
It's been in my queue for as long as I remember. Um, my dad's mother uh, being Sicilian and living in Philly. It's been in my life. It was a requirement? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I honestly don't remember the first time I've seen it. Me neither. But it's been in my life my whole time. And so it's, like I say, it's hard to be objective with this film. You know, going in, I've, I've seen it as long as I've been alive. So. I think the first time I saw this was in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to it. <laughs> you can't see it in the womb. First time you heard it. I can. <laughs> I push the screen right up against the Thank you, Tony, for bringing it home for us. <laughs> so let's get to the movie. Okay. We open to Jesus. Let that sink in. Okay. Then we cut away and we find two pugs in a dirty gym. Not the dogs, the boxers. Rocky's facing Spider Rico in what appears to be a losing effort. The crowd boos and isn't pleased with his performance. Because Spider Rico is a bum. As the round. But he's kind of sucking. <laughs> he is kind of sorry. The round ends. He goes to his corner. His corner man, disappointed in Rocky, says he wants some advice and then doesn't say anything. Rocky's exhausted and what I assume is the end of the first round. And we start round two. Rocky comes out and his corner man says he wants some advice and then he mumbles. Spider intentionally headbutts Rocky early on in the round. Rocky gets pissed off and just starts to beat the bejesus out of Spider Rico to the point where Spider falls and he gets down on one knee, continues punching Spider. And Spider opens his eyebrow up. He headbutted him, yeah. Um, <laughs> the referee stops the fight, announces Rocky as the winner, and the crowd throw debris into the ring. Mm -hmm. The announcer just walks around Rocky and says, Here comes the next fight, Kid Galahad. <laughs> and no one seems to care. Rocky's on his way out. Uh, he finds a man in the front row, asks him for a smoke, and he says, I don't have, uh, you can have this one. A cigarette the man is already smoking. <laughs> I hope they're friends. And then after he walks away, the dude just pulls out a fresh one. Yeah, he pulls another one right out of his ear. Like he was like, I'm not giving you a fresh one, but you can have this one that's halfway gone. <laughs> yeah. And you can hear an, a, a lady who loudly exclaims, You're a bum! You're a bum! And that's all she says. I think that was actually his mom. <laughs> well, his entire family's in this movie, so it could have been. We cut to, Lo to Locky, to Rocky in the same locker room as Spider Rico. They sit together, and Spider tells him, you know you got lucky. This is going to be something that Spider continues on in the franchise. We get to Rocky Balboa. That's the sixth one, Carly. <laughs> All Spider Rico would say is that he got lucky in the one fight. Lucky. Okay. The promoter comes in and gives both fighters their cut. Spider gets about $17 after fees. Rocky gets 40 because he's the winner. Cut to Rocky walking the streets of Philadelphia. And right when I wrote that, I heard Bruce Springsteen in my head. The streets of Philadelphia. Na, 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 na. And now you do too. It helps. Rocky visits the pet shop as the credits roll on screen. And then we have the locals on the corner singing, Take It Back. Do, 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 do. Sing it, Elaine. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> She's rather stone faced. She's like, I just, I want to be quiet. I don't want to drag that any longer than it has to be. Wow. <laughs> and we first meet one of our our singer. Who is our singer? Singer is a little known guy named Frank Stallone Jr. Never heard of. Him. Who actually is a very decent singer. 
And if you get the chance, you should go and uh, listen to some of his music. He makes excellent Yacht Rock. And hello to our friends at Yacht Rock. You mean the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast? If any of those guys ever listen to this, I would be thrilled beyond belief. Well, then, hey, you get that done? Did you ask them, hey, listen to my podcast? Since you All right, so good thing that uh, Rocky was written by Stallone, otherwise we never would have seen the joy of Frank Stallone Jr. Just look for it later on. Frank Stallone Sr. is also in the movie. Anybody know where? No. No. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we go inside Rocky's apartment. Is he the cut man? No. Ah. Ooh, this will be fun. At the end of the movie, at, at the end, everybody give me your guess for where he is. <laughs> this is Sylvester Stallone's father. Right, yes. Sylvester Stallone's okay. father. So look for the guy that kind of looks like him. Shouldn't but be that hard. That's not his I, brother. If I had known that I was looking for him before I watched the movie, yeah, I would have mm. had a better insight. That's okay. for well, sure. Well, you know wait, what? Wait, Sh- Shit happens. Oh, I have a guess. <laughs> okay, so we're in. Rocky's I'm saving it for the end because I'm going to have a guess, and I don't want Carly to cheat off me. We're still inside Rocky's <laughs> studio apartment. Don't cheat off her. I, and now we see that Rocky's apartment does not have what I like to call a woman's touch. <laughs> no. It does have some turtles, He though. does have two turtles. What are those turtles' names, Elaine? Cuff and Link. Nailed it. Now, Carly, for the bonus round, what is the name of the fish? I don't remember. Tony? Moby. Moby Dick. Oh, yeah. Damn. There you go. Exotic Sorry. animals. And he does bring Moby Dick over to hang out with the turtles. And he tells them... You know, if you guys can sing a dance, I wouldn't have to do this. <laughs> Which is probably true, because if I had a turtle that could sing and dance, I wouldn't work either. Even if you just had a turtle that could dance really well at this point. Any of them would work. Sing or dance. Sing and dance. <laughs> Any of the combinations will do. Rocky, uh, we find Rocky in the mirror now. He's practicing his lines. So what he's going to say to Adrian. You know, there's mammals and flies. And then he gets flustered and says, oh, what the hell? And he looks over and he sees a picture of himself. On the mirror, and he which takes is it. weird. I didn't know it was him. That is I'm actually like, him. Who said you couldn't tell that version. was him? It's the young version. For all I know, he has Rocky. a son. <laughs> yeah, he, does. he does have a son. It <laughs> was in Rocky Five. And over the was, top? Is that him? No. <laughs> That's a different shit this kid actor. Shit kid actor. Hey, um, that movie is great, but that kid actor is crap. Um, Sage Stallone in Rocky Five was good. And I didn't speak bad say. I didn't May say Sage Stallone. I said the shit kid in Over the Top. Didn't he die? Sage Stallone did. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Sage is Stallone is fantastic, or was fantastic. I'm talking about the kid in Over the Top who okay. sucks. I think he was the same kid in Flight of the Navy. Well, anyway, speaking of no emotion in this Sounds movie. Right. Um, did you look into the eyes of Rocky as he gazed in the picture of himself as a youngin? He could see his broken dreams and how he never fulfilled his heart's desire, what he was capable of. At this moment, the emotion in his eyes as he looks at the picture of his young self is moving. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever, it's just a boxing movie. I never said that. <laughs> Make a box did, though. I just me don't like... understand why it was a picture of him. It would have made more sense if it was a picture of his parents. We had pictures well, they're in the movie, so that would have yes. ruined it. <laughs> no, but like he's looking at a picture of himself. I feel like if you're reminiscing about, I could have been a contender. It should be like a picture of your dad or something. Well, his dad's in the movie. I felt more emotion when he looked at the poster of Rocky Marciano, or Marciano, or however the fuck you say that. The real Rocky, the only Rocky that matters. <gasps> Whoa! Okay. Tell you what, you go on the street and you only ask ten people. Uh, I'm gonna give you a name. You give me the last name, Rocky. 
And they're going to go, that's it. That's all his name is. They're going to go, and Bullwinkle. <laughs> <laughs> so Rocky goes to his freezer and takes and out some ice. Moose and squirt. <laughs> Rocky takes some ice out of his freezer and then puts it on his and head. And he just he holds it there with his bare hands. Just, he's a fucking I found savage, that man. somewhat disturbing. <laughs> well, as he's pondering where his life is going. We cut to the next day as Rocky enters the pet shop and we meet Adrian, a nice young lady with some weird glasses. He tells her that he's aggravated. And you, you want to know why? Why? Did not she doesn't get the impression she wanted to know. She doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> answer him. He says, it's because the last time I got food here, you see, there were more moths than flies. And they got caught in the turtle's throat, you understand? So then I had to bang them on the shell. And they go, what? And I even wrote here in my notes. And what did they get, Tony? Shell shocked. <laughs> shell shot. Come on. Come on. There we go. There it is. I knew Carly was going. Oh. I got away. It's so I did. It, when I watched it, I was like, did that really just happen? And then I started laughing. It's the origin of all dad jokes in movies. It sure is. Later on in a different movie, he says, why do cows have bells? Because the horns don't work. Because the horns don't work. God, how many fucking movies have I seen? <laughs> Yeah. All right, so now so good. The owner of the pet shop, Gloria, comes up and sends Adrian downstairs to clean out cat cages, which yeah. sounds fantastic. Well, they're working at pet shops. Got to be done. Um, Gloria tells Rocky that she's gonna have to, he's gonna have to pay for that turtle food he's got in his hands, and he says, "Come on, Gloria, no crime doesn't pay," and he throws it in the air and walks out of the store. So evidently, crime does pay. <laughs> I was like, did he just really blatantly not pay for it right after she said that? Maybe he has well, he is a criminal. Speaking of crime paying, let's get to Rocky's actual job. He's a collector for a loan shark. Rocky's walking the docks and some stellar gentleman is standing on the corner saying they're going to make some money with him. He says, yeah, a million dollars. Rocky runs into a business associate who looks at him and then tries to get away on like a, um, forklift a or Zamboni something. or something. That's not a Zamboni, that's forklift. <laughs> Zamboni. Zambonis later. At least that's a real word. You you make up words as you go along. Yep. I'm gonna fire you out of trebuchet. <laughs> Trey bucket. <laughs> Trey butt. Trey butt. <laughs> All right. So now Rocky pulls this guy off of the forklift. 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 <laughs> and and he reminds him that if he wants to dance, he's got to pay the band. If you want to borrow, you got to pay. And he says he doesn't have it. And he says, give me the money. Give me some money. He says, I'm not emotionally involved. So then the guy gives up his wallet. And he's a little light. He's only got 130. He's supposed to get 200 or he's supposed to break his thumbs. The guy says, oh, great. I'll, I'll tape up the thumb. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> and we cut to Mr. Gasso, who's Rocky's employer, the loan shark. And he tells Mr. Gasso that he only had 130, but he's good for it. Gasso gives him a 20 and says, all right, that's it for today. Go see Del Rio. He's, he's late. But he doesn't seem to like Rocky, and there's a little bit of a banter here. Banter is, I mean, they're about to have a fight. <laughs> Buddy asks him if he's got the license plate of the truck that ran over his face. Ooh. That's just mean. That's mean-spirited. <laughs> Nothing for Elaine. Elaine's just stoic today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he woke her up from a nap. She's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> All right, so Buddy pulls over, and Gasso and Rocky get out of the car. They go outside to talk. Gazzo wants to know why he didn't break that guy's thumbs. Now here, Gazzo uses a great line. Rocky goes, well, I know I didn't. He goes, don't you, think I don't, don't you think I hear things? I use that line. I've always used that line. Gazzo uses that line more than once in this movie. Mm -hmm. I use that line more than once in a day. 
It's my excuse for how did you know that? Don't you think I know things? In your, in your in your agricultural action. pursuits. Right, my agricultural pursuits. Play the jazz trying. I play the jazz trying. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The draws. I'm trying to think if I yep. remember ever hearing you say that, but I don't see you in your work capacity. That's right. Well, it's you probably don't ask him how he knows things. I would occasionally come to a jazz triangle concert, mm-hmm. but we've been friends for years. <laughs> They're not really that fun. <laughs> so Gazzo <laughs> drives off, and it begins to snow, and it reminds us that winter is coming. <laughs> Well, it's November. It's not quite, you know, because winter's not till next month. Right. Sober so, music hits as Rocky walks away. We cut to Mickey's dream. Jim, I've been hanging out with Elaine. I can't talk. Jim! <laughs> he heads to the back to go to his locker, and he can't quite seem to get the damn thing open. He gets frustrated, grabs the fire extinguisher, and breaks his own lock. smashes it open. Because, but we come to find out it's not his anymore. Nope. Giving it to Gipper. He got the, got the boot. He got the boot. Um, and nobody told him, and now he broke that lock and just left that dude's locker open. So now an There's a lot of pictures of him. women in that locker. Yeah, that's just who would do it, that. No, it was weird because it presumably he just got that locker like today, six years ago. Well, no, oh, Gipper. no, Gipper got it, and he immediately put up a bunch of pictures of a lady. Yeah, which seems odd. It's not. Like, I thought it was weird. Like maybe one picture, but he had that whole inside papered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not weird. Don't make it weird. And he probably didn't know he was getting a locker till he got to the gym, so does he just carry around that many la- photographs of you a lady know, in his gym bag? There were moments in this movie, more than one, where people just busted shit out of their pockets, pictures of old thing, newspaper clippings. I'm like, you really carry that shit around? Maybe they did. They <laughs> didn't have, like, phones. <laughs> the iPhone hadn't been invented yet, Carly. But how old are these newspaper clippings you're carrying around? <laughs> but I feel like I would, once I found out I got a locker, then I would get all of the pictures from home and bring them in. Gotcha. Like, I don't carry them around in my gym bag in case today's the day I get a locker. <laughs> anyway, so we find out that Rocky's stuff is bagged and it's on Skid Row. Rocky's angry about this and wants to confront Mickey. He's told him, Mickey's in a bad mood and goes, so am I. We find Mickey working with a boxer. Who's the boxer? Of all fucking people, it's Dipper. Who's mm. played by? The dude who was in Ghostbusters. No, not Ernie, what's his name? I don't know who. You know who that guy is? It was the guy who got, the train went through him. He went, ah! Ernie Hudson? No. It's not Ernie Hudson. It's fucking Agent Sophia. <gasps> really? <laughs> okay. Detectives appear from Monster Squad? Oh, shit. <laughs> we only had three more weeks till to retirement. <laughs> well, this is before he started, so. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that is him. And how do you not know who Detective Sapir is, Tony? He I said agent. That movie, I'm telling I said you. agent. So. I'm a little yeah. drunk. <laughs> so Rocky and Mickey have a fight. And we talk about Sapir all the we time. Do. He looks familiar. He's got a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> Are you looking up his IMDb? Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Oh, all right. I'll keep going because he's in it for a minute. So, so Rocky and Mickey fight because Rocky had it in him to be a contender, but he never did. Mm-hmm. Um, his own trainer was the guy who was unaware that he fought last night and he won he asked him did you fight last night yet yeah, did you win who'd you fight Spider Rico he's a bum that's what I hear Rocky down talk- <laughs> Mickey down talks Rocky's boxing ability and tells him that he, he should probably consider retiring mm. 
Now, as Rocky walks away, Dipper hits him with a line, and it goes a lot like this. I did your like a man! <laughs> and I randomly say that to my son. Because it's just something that we do. That is a true thing. Randy, he may pop in the room now and even give me another line from the movie because we do that. Jesus. Now it's Sorry, funny, I'm after Dipper hits him with that zinger, me, Mickey sorry. starts laughing. Mickey starts laughing at him. Mickey starts fucking laughing at Rocky as he walks away. Mm -hmm. Now kids, I want you to remember this scene for later on in the movie, okay? Just put that in your pocket. We all remember it for later on. Okay, got it. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Not when right. it becomes pertinent, we all know. <laughs> it will. So Rocky walks the streets. And he goes back to the pet shop to see Adrian. And he walks in, he tries to be funny, but Adrian's not having any of it. He asks Adrian if she wants to go out to a basketball game. You want to go to the Spectrum? She doesn't answer. Rocky vents his locker issues to Adrian, who also doesn't seem to care. Now we get a, another cameo. It's, it's Stallone's dog. Buckus. <laughs> Buckus. Is this the dog he had to get rid of yeah. to do the movie? Because sure. at some point in the movie, the dog disappears. <laughs> no, this is before the movie was made. He actually bought his own dog back and had to pay more money for it. Ain't that a bitch. Um, so Stallone's dog gets a cameo. Rocky offers to walk Adrian home because, you know, it's not so safe. If she can get a cab or maybe an Uber. Well, maybe that's that last thing I said. That's not true. But there's creeps. There's creeps everywhere. And I kept thinking, yeah, in the, in the fucking pet it's store. You. You're harassing You're this woman. Well, he tells her that he's going to go home now and make up a new joke for her. He says, good night, Adrian. And Adrian finally speaks. What she says? Good night, Rocky. Nice. But I'm Which like, she shouldn't have said anything because that was all the encouragement that man needed. <laughs> he was so creepy. Yeah, so far he stopped a lady at a pet shop and beat a dude up for some money. I don't know what movie they saw. He sees her every day. Yeah. Every day he comes up with a he joke. He stalks her every day. In the morning and at night. It's not stalking. She knows he he's likes there. Her. Yeah, but, but he's being creepy. She's not doing anything <laughs> to encourage him. That makes it creepy. Don't yuck another man's yum. She's a little uh, shy. She's definitely shy. But, but he's being creepy. <laughs> so we cut to the good-hearted man, Rocky, walking down the street, <laughs> who finds a man passed out asleep in the cold. So the good heart that he has picks him up, brings him inside the bar. Carries him. And sits him next to him. And tells him the guy's like, here, I got your friend. See, he brings people together. He's a, he's a, he's a goddamn American icon. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's way more of an icon than, um. Keep going. Lancelot. So anyway. Who's Lance, British. Lance Little. <laughs> Who's not American, actually, and that actor is bloody Welsh. And actually, the character was made up by the French, but we'll get to that. It's nothing to do with Americans. So, anyway, Rocky gets a beer, and he wants to know where Paulie is, and he's told he's in the steam room. And we find him in the bathroom, where Paulie's trying to comb his hair, but the mirror is broken. He's only got a little corner left. So after five minutes of Paulie combing his hair... He puts a hat on. <laughs> Rocky wants to know what's up with Adrian because he wants to date her. Um, but Pauly wants to talk about Rocky getting him a job with Gasso. Pauly tells Rocky that Adrian's body is going to dry up on her. Pauly is a terrible person who talks really mm -hmm. terrible about his, his sister. He's a flawed mm -hmm. man, and we'll get to that. And him and Rocky are not friends. Rocky's only talking to him because he wants to deal with... He wants 
the 411 on his sister. Mm-hmm. They're not friends. <laughs> Cody keeps pointing at you, but he's not saying anything. So she Paulie invites Rocky point. over for Thanksgiving dinner, because that's what you do when you're not friends. No, he wants a job with Garzo, because he doesn't want... Garzo. Whatever. Whatever. And Gonzo. And Rocky wants to get with his sister, so he's like, let me take advantage of the situation. I'll get them together. He'll get me a job. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. Because Paulie doesn't care about Adrian at all. No, that's true. Anyway, Paulie leaves. <laughs> and we look at the screen. Who is it? The great Apollo Creed. And he's telling Woo-woo. us about his upcoming fight. Against Green, he's gonna crack Green's head like the cracking Liberty Bell. The I count yeah. of Monte Fisto. That's right. That's the best one. The Master of Disaster is the best one. Nope, the Count of Monte Fisto is the best one. <laughs> Where Apollo Creed, Apollo Creed gives a line here. He tells his he tells the kids, and I tell kids this all the time. To this day, I take a lot from this fucking movie. I said, mm. be a doctor, be a lawyer, use your brain, carry a briefcase, be a thinker, not, not a stinker. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> drop, drop the fucking mic and walk away. That's it. <laughs> this why Cross wants to be a lawyer. Could be. Because <laughs> <laughs> Apollo Creed told him so. However, gets him in an office with a briefcase and a suit and a fucking pile of money. As long as he's happy, I'm happy. If he's not happy, he can cry himself to sleep with this pile of money all night. If he's not happy, then Dad will work with him. We'll find him something he's better at that he wants to do. <laughs> As long as it's not being a paluka here. I'm <laughs> still not sure what that word means. <laughs> a it could be a racial slur. No. I don't know. It's a boxing term. Remember in Pulp Fiction where um, John Travolta asked Bruce Willis, what are you looking at, paluka? It's a boxer who takes a dive. No, I don't remember that. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't remember that in Pulp Fiction. I've heard the expression, don't, don't be that? a paluka, but I didn't know what it meant. I just thought I don't really was, like, don't be a bum. Like like I don't like that no. movie, so right. I don't... Well, I almost like, did there Pulp Fiction. Are scenes, <laughs> there are scenes from Pulp Fiction that I'm very familiar with, but that is not... Well, you remember when Vega met, met up with Willis in yes. the bar, and he's I like, what are you looking it. at, Punchy? He yeah. calls him Punchy, and he says... Yeah, I just don't really What'd you say, friend? He goes, you heard me, Paluka. You heard me, Paluka. Yeah. Well, because to be fair, he was taking a dive, so... Yeah, that, that was my favorite scene in Pulp Fiction is the scene between Bruce Willis and his lady, where she says that she wants a sexy pooch. Pot. Whatever. Because she has, you want some pot? Goes, no, I want a pot. Like a, pot, a, a, like a sex, pot belly. A sexy pot belly, which I thought that was interesting that a woman could think a pot belly was sexy. And I just take that to heart that Quentin Tarantino thinks pot bellies are sexy on women. There's somebody out there for everybody. Let's keep well, going. It's like she said. It's, what is she saying? It's different what the eyes think is sexy in the... I don't know. I forget how it, I know. I just, I just always liked that. I always thought that was really... It's just a good scene. Scene... <laughs> well, the bartender runs down Creed and calls him a jig clown. <laughs> wow. Which is a bit harsh. A little bit. Rocky's quick to defend him and says, are you kidding me? He's the best. Rocky leaves the bar in disgust, and the bartender says, fine, I'll take a shot. Which is not what Rocky was talking about. This guy's a fucking moron. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> now Rocky, the good Samaritan that he is, finds little Marie hanging out with some neighborhood kids. Mm-hmm. Some hooligans, if you will. He's going to use a word he don't want to use. <laughs> well, first he's got to pull her away. And then he says that they're not going to take it seriously. Then he says, i got to use a word I don't want to use. Mm. And what's the word, Tony? Whore. 
Doesn't, doesn't matter what you do, it matters about the rap. You see, they're gonna know the rap. Even doesn't matter if you are, they're gonna think you're a whore. Yep. Which, that is also good advice. And true to life. Because so, it really doesn't matter what you do. When people think things like that about you, that's, it's too late. They already think that. Exactly. Wow, so look at all the, the gems that are coming so out of this movie. knowledge this movie. <laughs> My well, God. A lot of life lessons. But then he leaves her at home and she says, screw you. Screw Creepo. you, Creepo. 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 And I was like, yeah, she's, she's hit the nail on the head right there. And then he walks away and he's like, yeah, who am I to give advice? But he's trying. He's a good advice. But it was, good, it was good advice. It we, was. Can't, we can't deny that that was good advice. Mm -hmm. And that's still a problem today is that people will judge you and it won't matter what happens after that because once they've made that judgment, a lot of times they'll never go back. And how did life work out for little Marie? Eventually she ends up working at his restaurant. Oh, I was like, She's a single mom and Rocky gives her a job. After she was so mean to him, he still gives her a job. Takes her son who he thinks is European, but he's actually Jamaican. Mm. Whatever. He's not bright. <laughs> Takes Rocky, her son, is very bright. <laughs> yeah, Rocky's not too bright, but he, you know, whatever. He lets Spider Rico wash his dishes. You know that if you've seen all of these movies, like yeah. I have. <laughs> she does not seem happy about that. I had to watch all the Lord of the Rings movies. Those are forever. I don't care if you watch movies I like with me. So now we cut the creep. <laughs> sitting in the office with this promoter. Now here's the funny part about this scene here that you never noticed, but now you're going to notice from now on. This is the actual office of one of the producers of the movie, which was in, I believe, Hollywood. Okay. Now, if you look in the background and you look out the window, what do you see? I Philadelphia. But they were like, oh, wow, because this was on the first floor. They were like, well, what are you going to do about that? They're on a Hollywood back lot. Let's find some backdrops. So when you look, it's kind of like a dead scene. It looks like a picture. It's because it is, in fact, it's just a picture of Philadelphia in the background. Mm. So next time you watch it, look out the window, and you'll be like, wow. You don't notice until you see it, and you go, yep, that looks fake. <laughs> before blue screen. Yeah, it was before blue screen. Next time you make me watch this, point that out, because I'll never well, Next time we watch this, I'm going to make you watch my version of the movie, which is a lot different. I, is it like the director's cut? <laughs> <laughs> it's better. It's my cut. Scammerdella special edition? <laughs> John, yeah. That's right. All right. So here's where we learn that Green has pulled out of the fight due to injury. And Creed is upset. And they try to find a contender, but there are no viable contenders that are ready to go in five weeks. So Apollo decides that without a contender, what this fight needs is a skeptical spectacle. Did it again. I did it on purpose that time. I got that impression. <laughs> All right. He says he's going to find a Snow White contender to put on the poster next to him. He's going to give him a shot at the title. Yep, a little bit of racism for everybody. Mm. It was the 70s. I guess yes. it was okay. All right, so now Creed and the promoter both decide that's a good idea. And they have an evil laugh segment, which is kind of weird. Um, we cut to Rocky exiting Gazzo's car. They talk about some other things he's collecting this time. The other thing, yard here, yard there. They, 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 they're just a little chatty. And they talk about Rocky's date. And Buddy and Rocky fight again about, about uh, Adrienne. He says, I heard she's retarded. She ain't retarded, she's shy. Yeah, retarded. It's, an, it's you know, it's an, it's, it, you can't make this movie nowadays. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of things you just can't say. <laughs> and they're all in Rocky. Actually, I feel like that is, even today, that would be perfectly fine for the guy who hates Rocky to say some really terrible shit about the girl Rocky like and likes and Rocky to come back with, hey, asshole, that's not, you don't say that about her. But Rocky was trying to get to Buddy through Gazzo. Gazzo tells him, relax. And he does. 
And then Gasol gives him 50 bucks for his date with his girl Adrian, which is nice. Because it's a 76, 50 bucks. 50 so that's like 100 bucks. something bucks today. That's more than he Money. made for winning that fight. <laughs> where did, uh, but what's his name say he should take Adrian? Take him to the zoo. Because I hear retards like the zoo. <laughs> which is funny because I think taking Adrian to the zoo would probably be a good like, date idea. She works at a pet store. That yeah. never, Who doesn't like going to the zoo? <laughs> People who think it's cruel to cage animals. Uh, this is the 70s. No one thought that. <laughs> I wasn't live in the seventies. I can't. Uh, there's. I no. I can't really say. But whatever. Tony. <laughs> he doesn't remember that. It was a joke. He barely made the cut. He doesn't remember the seventies. Very slim part of the seventies. <laughs> All right. So now we have Apollo and team, and they're in a room looking for fighters. And they throw around some names, and then Apollo finds the one that he wants. And it hurts me to say this, but I'm going to say it just like he does: the Italian stallion. <laughs> One of the things that bug me is when people say Italian. Don't if know Carl Weathers wants to say Italian, you're going to let him. Well, in case Carl Weathers, he, he gets a pass. <laughs> but whatever. Um, and they say, he says, well, who discovered America? An Italian. It's like, well, that's not really true. He discovered, like, Haiti. and really didn't No, <laughs> Amerigo Vespucci was an Italian. And he discovered the continent well, of America. Well, he said Columbus, so... I know, but... He says, what better than to get it on one of his descendants? It's like, I don't think he's a descendant of Columbus. Because <laughs> I'm not sure if you realize how Columbus ended, but Let it Let me just good. tell you, this was the 70s. It's not like they were... They weren't doing a whole lot of Google searches. Disinformation was out there. Yeah. It was a thing. Anyway. So, Apollo Creed versus the Italian Stallion. Sounds like a damn monster movie. And he's all excited about it. Why wouldn't you be? Because you get to fight Rocky Balboa. He wasn't a thing yet, though. So Rocky and Paulie, they're doing a walk and talk about Gazzo and about the size of the Thanksgiving bird. Is it a big bird, small bird? Paulie and Rocky enter the house. He's like, you told her I was coming, right? You told her I was coming. She's very excited. And when they enter, she wasn't excited. This was really, this whole scene is very upsetting. Mm -hmm. A lot of the scenes of Paulie and Adrian are that way. I know. It doesn't make for a good movie. (laughs) I have no comment. It also doesn't make any sense. Because he invites Rocky over, but then he tells Rocky to take her out. And he practi- and he fucking is like, get out of my house. Get out of my house. you got to get out of my house. Get out. I want you out. I want you out. Go out. Go live. And sometimes, live your freaking life. Sometimes it seems like he wants her to just be happy and go out. Because he says, live your freaking life. But then he takes the turkey and throws it out in the alley. Yeah. Like, it's very... But first he kept the piece for himself. <laughs> it's yeah, Thanksgiving, though. And she's making a but Thanksgiving dinner, he, but we roll up on the house and it seems like, is anybody even home? It's all dark. And she's like, I have a turkey in the oven. And I'm like, okay, so sit down and eat dinner. Turkey, like just the three of you. Why did they, and what the fuck is open on Thanksgiving? Don't why, go yeah, out. Why, I don't understand why Polly pushed him out of the house. Why he didn't just, like, I'm trying to sell you my sister, so why don't you sample her fabulous cooking? Yeah. It's, it's just, weird. It's just terrible and shows all the abuse. I mean... I, all the abuse of Polly of Adrian, and I'm super uncomfortable for Adrian because she obviously does not want to go on a date with Rocky, who's asked her out a million times. Well, she keeps saying she's already. She's being harassed. She's not being harassed. Yeah. No, she is. She's being harassed by Rocky and abused by her brother. It's, it's not okay. It's gonna get better for her. She gets a Lamborghini here in Rocky Three. That doesn't necessarily mean it's better. She doesn't seem to be bothered by it anymore. Anyway. 
What I like about this scene... She falls in love with him, but the beginning is super awkward and uncomfortable and unpleasant. Anyway, what I like about this scene is... The coercion and abuse. Did you see the picture of Pauly in this scene? Pauly's in what looks like to be a Navy Chief's uniform. Could be... But he's in uniform and he's smiling and you can see some sailors behind him. And this picture, I will tell you later, has some significance to him and I have proof. Okay. In the Jobs. foreground. Rocky <laughs> fan theories. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you see, the Paulie had another life, and maybe he didn't want to take care of his sister. Maybe he had a life. He had something else going. And in a different cut of the movie, Paulie has a girlfriend thing, but whatever. So he wants his sister to move on with her life. Like, he seems like he's been saddled with her. Their parents died, and maybe he had to raise his sister, and now he just wants her to out of the house, but he doesn't know how to do that because he had to take care of her at a young age. So Paul is a he's a he's a real he's a real asshole. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, he's obviously a drunk. He's drinks yeah. all the time, and he, he's a he, terrible person. He's an asshole because he doesn't know what to, he doesn't know what he's doing in life. Anyway, so Rocky wants to call the whole thing off, but Paulie convinces him to go out. So he goes to the door, and she opens the door, and she's ready to go. Like, let's go. Like, well, I put on my coat too because obviously my brother's going to push me out the door yeah, right after that fucking turkey. Well, so you don't freeze to death. Also, I have a real big problem with the way that Rocky acts. Every time Polly is obviously abusing Adrian, he just sits there. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't react. I have a huge, I have a huge problem with the way that he acts. All right, now let me give you a little piece of culture. Um, I'm sorry, I have a huge problem with it. Okay, great, but in that culture, in that time, it was none of your business. You did not get involved. But I don't think it makes for a good movie. It did at the time, because that was going on, and it was none of your business. I don't I think don't, it makes for I'm a good just, movie. I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or different. I'm saying that I'm was saying the culture. I have a big problem with his character choice, and I don't like it, especially since this guy is an intimidating leg breaker for a loan shark. Rocky? Yes. He just sits in the back. Yeah. I, I'm not I saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that's I, the fucking culture. Why are you yelling thought, me like well, I get it? We get into more of that as, as the movies go on. We do. Yeah. I thought that he would just leave when all this shit started going on. No. Obviously, she wasn't expecting him to be there. Obviously, she's not happy about it. Maybe the best thing to do is for him to leave. and But he didn't leave. But then I can kind of understand this first experience with it. Maybe not really doing anything, but later on, once That's they're the together and they're a couple and he has feelings for her... Going, dude, no. <laughs> he, obviously, he, obviously he does. He has feelings for her right But from he the does beginning. do he something later. Did you not see that person. in your cut of the movie? <laughs> we'll talk he about grabs it. him by the scruff of his throat cut. and slams him against the, 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 the wall? Yeah. But he Did you done, miss that? But he should have done something from the beginning. If only to say, hey, I'm not just going to see her. I'm going to go. Okay, well, mm-hmm. in, back then, in this culture, you didn't do that. It was not your place. It doesn't make this... It does. This makes that... This this kind of stuff makes this not a good movie. Okay, well, you didn't grow up from that, so you have it no idea. It doesn't matter. We're not watching this in 1976. <laughs> We're talking about this in 2017. Mm. It's not a good movie. It's a, you're right. It's an outstanding movie. <laughs> <laughs> so as they leave, Rocky asks Pauly, what does she like to do? She likes to go ice skating. So guess what's on the agenda? He takes her ice skating. Ice skating. On yeah. Thanksgiving. Um, well, yeah, and this is good. Um, Rocky tells her he didn't want turkey anyway. She's like, but it's Thanksgiving. He's like, it's just Thursday. And here's another line that my son and I will give each other all the time. And he says it every Thanksgiving. Yes, for you it's Thanksgiving. For me, it's Thursday. Something we do. 
He doesn't like turkey as much as you, though. Well, maybe ne- maybe this year just don't make any. <laughs> but John <laughs> likes turkey. Like, you don't make turkey. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I will all, find turkey. Like, all I know is... Why will I put the stuffing in? <laughs> I was going to say, all I know is stuffing. What will I put the stuffing in if there's podcast. no turkey? How will I cook the stuffing? It was a joke. We're going to do a special Thanksgiving <laughs> edition of the podcast. We're actually going to record it on Thanksgiving. Tony's not going to say anything. He's going to be elbows deep in stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> We can only hope. All right. So, we have our first date, which according to the early drafts of the script was supposed to be in a diner. But the producers didn't like that idea, or as a director. One of them, somebody didn't like it. So it was changed to a skating ring. They were supposed to hire 300 extras, and this was supposed to be a full skating ring. But this, is, this scene was towards the end of production. They didn't have any money. And they didn't have any money for extras. <laughs> so what they have is one of the best scenes in the movie is where he bribes the attendant because it's closed because it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Makes it's where it all falls in perfectly, and we get Adrian who who skates around while Rocky jogs alongside and does his best. And best, if this is a hobby that she enjoys, she's never good at it. She's not very good. <laughs> but she explains that. I like things I'm not very good at. No, I. Know, but she explains but what you know because like jujitsu. <laughs> you're not very good at jujitsu. Well, you're better than I am, but I don't know if she was a better ice skater than I would be. <laughs> better than. Two out of three. She's a way better ice skater than I am. Well, anyway. So, Rocky tells her some things like, you know, South Paw, South Jersey, South Camden, because he fights with his left, you see. He just does not shut up about shit that she obviously does not care about. And he's just making up as he goes along, because that's not true. (laughs) But I I have been on first dates... Where the dude just will not shut up about shit you don't care about. Hey. And I'm not talking about you. I know. <laughs> you about the shit she didn't care about to the fourth day. <laughs> and every day since. <laughs> don't worry. You stay persistent. Don't but do it. But, Lord. I'm now. like, shut up. Maybe ask her some <laughs> questions about herself. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't like to talk. Actually, I don't have a problem with that because she does not want to talk. So the fact that he doesn't shut up, I think, is But funny. she does the old falling down trick. Uh, uh, or she fell down. I didn't think that was a trick. <laughs> anyway, and we see an actual injury that Stallone has, that little finger thing. He broke his finger playing football. <laughs> so there we go. And we find that their, um, their parents both give them similar advice, but in polar opposites. He doesn't have much of a brain, so he needs to work on his body. But his Adrian's mother said, you don't have much of a body, so you need to work upon your brain. That's why she can't ice skate. Which I actually, Gaps. Mm-hmm. I actually think Talia Shire is very pretty. I think mm-hmm. so, too. She, and she looks way better in Rocky than she does in um, the Godfather movie. Well, she's not supposed to. She's supposed to be kind of a, a broken I know, kid but in, in the Godfather. And so, I like her better with shorter hair. Uh, okay. She looks cuter. And Adrian asks him, so why do you fight? And he gives the best answer. Ever. Tony, you know? Because I can't sing or dance. That's right. And that's probably true. <laughs> if, he, if he was John Travolta, he wouldn't be here. No. Alright, so now we have another walk and talk scene with Adrian. And who comes out? The bum from the dark. Anybody know who the bum from the dark is? Is that his dad? No, it's his brother Frank again, ah. but close. <laughs> <laughs> Because it seems like it's an awful lot of talking to the bum from the dark, doesn't it? <laughs> Get a job, you bum! It's his brother. <laughs> well, you know what? If a bum lived right by your house, you'd probably talk to him all the time, too. Oh, I don't think he's really a bum. I think he just called him a bum. Because I think he's on his way to the corner to start singing again. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if there was a bum that lived right by my house, I'd talk to him all the time. Because I don't want him, like, peeing on my stoop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like in New Girl... 
how the one dude is friends with the homeless dude downstairs, and he oh, yeah. sometimes Japanese guy. is like, hey, no, not the Japanese guy, oh. the the random dude that lives downstairs. I don't remember. He is also friends. Nick is also friends with the Japanese guy. I don't know what you're talking about because that show isn't good. The ladies throwing some daggers at me. Ouch! <laughs> I love that show. But right, so uh, she's channeling Simon. There's a American homeless guy downstairs title. he's friends with. It's bloody awful. Or at least he communicates with and asks questions when it's necessary. And okay. Like, where's my car? Did you All see right, somebody you take it? Me, I got more thoughts. <laughs> All, All right. right, so now Adrian asks Rocky, why would you want to be a fighter? And Rocky gives one of the most honest answers to this question, I think, anybody ever. You would have to be a moron, an absolute moron, to want to be a fighter. That's a good answer. So he's a moron. So why would anybody want to do it? Rocky asks her. Well, why do you think? And Adrian says, what? Because you can't sing or dance? That's right. And where are we? Rocky's house. Oh, we're at Rocky's apartment. Imagine that. And Rocky tries oh, to convince creeper. her to come up to his apartment. He says he's got some exotic animals he wants to show she her. Asked her. She asked him to take her home so many times. I feel like this is more of the coercion, and it makes me super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, it is For a little Mr. creepy. Uh, if she's asleep, that means no. <laughs> yeah, I don't there's, have a whole lot of forcefulness going on here. I don't have a whole lot to back up over Rocky she in this. Does not I'm you, Shire, I know there's a creepy-ass <laughs> bum out there. I don't want to walk home by myself. Yeah. He really She's left right. her with no choice come in or be accosted by a creep on the street. <laughs> and I, I don't have a whole and then lot of shit. He like brings that. her in and the first thing he does is take off his shirt. It's hot in here. Oh, it's terrible. It's so hot. Sits bad. on the couch and it's like, come over here. It's at some point he's there. like, come on, you having a good Gross. time? And I'm like, no! He tells her there's bugs in that room. Come over here where it's safe. And he sits on a couch that's like covered in trash. <laughs> It's so gross and creepy. It's bad. And awful. It's bad. <laughs> but you forgot to mention that when he hung up his hat and jacket, he hung his hat on a knuckle knife with the brass knuckles and the knife thing, and his jacket goes on the machete. And he at no point offers to take her coat when she comes inside, but it's so uncomfortable. You having a good time? No, she's fucking not. Take her home. She just wants to go home. She says she wants to call her brother. And he opens the, the window. window. <laughs> so he's when like, that happens, he's like, I don't have a phone. <laughs> So when that happened, you're stuck here, trapped forever. I'm never letting you leave. I went downstairs (laughs) and I yelled down the stairs, "Hey, Pauline, (laughs) come visit with me!" And I just knew that Elaine was on the scene, and I was gonna have to hear shit about it. Oh, it's bad. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? I bet in the '70s, this is probably still a bit creepy. (laughs) Because when you watch it, like I grew up watching this, thinking it's kind of weird. Because especially the scene where he like corners her. Yeah, takes off her, her glasses and her hat and says, I'm going to kiss you. You don't have to, you don't kiss, have me to kiss me back if you don't and want I'm to. And I'm like, she, oh my it God. means no. It means but, no. But, but she does kiss him back. They sink to the floor and she's into it. Ugh. See? But that was very upsetting. Oh, it was, it was a bit persistent and it worked out well for him, but, but that could have gone horribly Why well. is she into it? It doesn't make any no, sense. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. She's, <laughs> she's not, you know what? If she had, if they had just done a couple things, like when he's telling those awful jokes, if she just smiled a little to show yeah. that she 
even though she's shy and uncomfortable, she was still that in she him. was still interested in him. Or she if found she had him just amusing. done anything, she but she ignored doesn't. him. Like, she doesn't. Like he was a nuisance. <laughs> so this is super creepy and super weird. And then all of a sudden she's into it, and you're like, I don't understand. Where did that come from? <laughs> it, it's a little weird, but we're gonna skip this scene and go to the next. Oh. We're already like, what are we? Uh, 45 minutes into this movie, and this is all that's 55. happened. Did you write it down? No, in the podcast. No. I meant oh, in the no, movie. I don't know how far we are into the movie. I don't know, but you're killing valuable airtime talking about <laughs> the worst scene in the whole movie. It is the worst scene of the But it's you said a this was a love story. This is important. It is a love story. It's a creep story. It is a love story. <laughs> a love of boxing? <laughs> no, he loves her. And she loves him. I know, they say it at the end. And how much does he love her when she dies? Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I thought I turned the volume off. <laughs> Are you watching a movie during the podcast? I was try to see how far into the movie it was. <laughs> it's okay, honey, she's watching Rocky. Well, that's all right then. It's this so, movie. What I was saying was how much... Tony is dead. <laughs> how much does he love Adrian? His wife dies and she goes to visit her every day on the anniversary of... I think it's her death of the wedding anniversary. He takes a tour of all the places they went on their first date. Because he loves her. And she loved him. His wife is passed. And another woman, little Marie, is all of a sudden hanging out with him all the time. And he says, my wife is gone. But she's not gone. He Marie loves her. Marie didn't want him? That's not the point. He's getting the point across saying, look, this is not going to happen. I don't care what your motives are there, little it's Marie. It's because he was super creepy and had to just let her know, no, I know I'm creepy, but it's not because I like you. So we're at Mickey's <laughs> gym now. So he's creepy more than once is the point here. So we're at Mickey's... He never stops being creepy. So we're at Mickey's gym now. It's about 50 minutes into okay. the movie. <laughs> Can we get in the door of Mickey's gym? I've been trying to get in the door of Mickey's gym for about five minutes. Sure. No, our bag's been packed and put on skid row. <laughs> yes, it has. Rocky's surprised to hear that Mickey's looking for him. He tells Rocky that they're looking for sparring partners. Someone tells Rocky they heard they're looking for sparring partners for Apollo Creed. Rocky gets excited. I'm going to spar the champ. Finds Mickey. And Mickey, because we don't have enough racial slurs in this movie, calls him a dumb Dago. <laughs> he does. In fact. Well, <laughs> it's not okay to call anybody racial slurs. It's, not, it's also not okay to corner some a woman in your apartment and make her kiss you either. That's much worse. But we're not talking about that anymore, are we? But it's what's happening right now, my talent. <laughs> and just the point where he walks up and puts his arms up is so creepy. Oh. <laughs> but you know what? If you're into it, it's not. Right. She apparently was. Who knew? It's okay. I, I did they did the exact same thing in Fifty Shades of Grey. She was okay with it. Not creepy. I I, I didn't watch. Didn't that. watch that movie. Or don't read the, those. Books. Well, it was very creepy. If she, as long she's like, okay, so it was all right. She said, okay, it's all right. <laughs> you don't. So then, don't. Mickey uh, <laughs> Mickey tells um, Rocky that it was a promoter guy, uh, Jergen, came by looking for you. He's like, oh. I think he wants some uh, sparring partners. He goes, yeah, I heard it look for sparring partners for Creed. And then he calls my dumb day going, says, you will be give me a hard time. I don't know why I'm doing the impression, but anyway. Oh, Tony goes, this whole movie is just me, John, doing impressions. <laughs> Pretty much. Because you don't want people to be understand what you say because Sylvester Stallone mumbles. Hey, yo, uh, Lane, why you got to talk to me like that? <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe I got like a relaxed brain. Actually, it's <laughs> funny because this is the least mumbly the character of Rocky is in any of his movies. Yeah. 
Anywho. <laughs> so Mickey tells him why he's been such a shit to him his whole life. He said you had the talent to be a good fighter, but instead he became a leg breaker for some loan shock. It's a waste of talent. Mm. A waste of it's life. It's a living. Waste of life. It's a living. Mm. Rocky gets to the promoter's office and gives a business card to the lady. And she says, oh yes, Mr. Balboa's here. He says, gotta keep the call because it's a big deal. He's going to spar the champ. Rocky tells Mr. Jurgen that he, it's, it's, it's an honor to spar with the champ, and he won't take any uh, any cheap shots. And Mr. Jurgen says, I don't think you understand, Rocky. I'm offering you a fight for the heavyweight, heavyweight championship of the world. And Rocky's like, oh, no. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> nah. <laughs> He's like, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you believe that this is the land of opportunity? Rocky thinks and goes, yeah. So does Apollo Creed. He gives him the whole Land of Opportunity speech, and Rocky finally says, okay. And what do we cut to? We cut to a nice little Rocky and Adrian sitting on the couch, having a nice, loving, embracing moment. Because she was into it. Because she was into it. And it's a press conference where Apollo Creed announces to the world that he'll be fighting the Italian stunt, Rocky Balboa. They joke Rocky a bit, which is um, kind of mean. They're mean to him on live TV. Well, I don't know if it was taped, actually, because it can't be live, because he's watching it. <laughs> from another room <laughs> in another building so it's not live so he's watching a recorded thing where they're being mean to him on TV mm-hmm. and he gets that he's a, he's a punchline and they talk about Paulie and about how Paulie keeps asking for things and uh, he wants to get involved in the fight and he doesn't know nothing this is when Paulie comes home with the wreath no this no, no that's this is before okay. this okay. that's at that um, he said, uh, no one cared about me yesterday, so why do they care today? And Paulie gets mad, because that's what Paulie does. Mm-hmm. And Rocky leaves. As he's leaving, Rocky tells Adrian, you know all those jokes they said about me didn't bother me none? They did. They did. See, this is great. This takes that, that tough guy character that you see in all these movies, and it gives him what they like to call like like a parfait. He's got layers. He's got layers. Like onions. <laughs> no. <laughs> I said parfait, Carly. Why you gotta go in? Did cake. I say he was an ogre? Did cake. I say he stinks? Everybody likes cake. <laughs> He's like a parfait, you see. He's got layers. Nobody said, hell no, I don't want no parfait. <laughs> so this is showing weakness in the uber tough guy. And we cut to Gasso, who quickly asks Rocky if he's got any money. He says, I got a couple bucks. He says, he has 500 dollars because that ain't nothing to me. Don't worry Help about it. Train. And I thought, is he going to come back and demand that back? Like, is he going to have another leg breaker after Rocky? I doubt it. Eventually, I don't know. But do you know another movie that this guy who played Gazza was in? Anybody? No. Mm. Godfather. <laughs> that was going to be my guess. Yeah, Why that should you? be your guess. Any any of these Italian <laughs> actors right now? This Godfather. So. Uh, yeah, Al Pacino's actually not in this at all. <laughs> well, yeah, it can't be. Yeah, it can't be. All right, so Mickey comes to see Rocky at his apartment. Now he wants to offer him his services. Now, remember I said to hold that thing in your pocket where he was laughing at him with Dipper? Mm-hmm. And we're going to take it out of our pocket, we're it our pocket along with a picture of um, Mickey when he was young and good looking uh-huh. and a news article from his yeah. legendary guy. He just has all his shit in his pockets. <laughs> well, he obviously that brought the them as references. But at some point, Same Rocky night. has pictures from, like, every fight he's been in, too. He just busts out of his pocket. It's, well, it's just weird. It's <laughs> on the surface. It looks like uh, Rocky's just dismissive of this old man. But in reality, 
Mickey has never really cared for Rocky until he got this big fight. Now everybody wants a piece of the rock. So, you know, last time we saw Mickey, one of the last things he said was he had a waste of life and called him a dumb Dago. Uh-huh. So, he's probably not in Rocky's best graces. So I he comes and is like, I'll be your manager. And Rocky's like, fuck you. He's like, the fight's already <laughs> set. I don't need a manager. He goes, yeah, what I want to give you, I got it all right here. I got 50 years. He's like, I got pain. I got experience. I got pain. I got experience too, Mick. You know, I don't need you. <laughs> First, Rocky kind of plays it off and is like, look, he just lets Mickey talk. But eventually, he walks away. And during that time, while Mickey's talking, Rocky's reading these things called telegrams. Now, Elaine, tell the kids, for our younger listeners here, what a telegram is. Telegram is a method of communication via wire, where at one end of the wire is a little machine, and you tap out the, or you type out the... You know, that Morse code. I don't fucking know. A telegram know. is a text message sent via mail. I don't fucking know how to describe but it. Like, I don't even fucking like care. It's like expedited mail, yeah. and they tend to be very short. Right. It's like and they have, message. like, stops. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do this. Stop. That's because you type it. <laughs> right. Okay. I thought that was going to go a lot easier, but my mistake. Well, he was incorrect. So um, as, as Mickey's trying to get Rocky to do his best um, to understand where he's coming from, Rocky drops in conversation that he doesn't have a locker now, does he, Mick? Mm-hmm. Oops. Nope. Mickey glosses over that completely. He's like, yeah, well, uh, so what I want to do for you, kid? <laughs> Rocky goes to the bathroom. And Mickey's talking, and finally gives up, goes to leave, opens the door, but closes the door quickly and realizes he forgot his hat. Rocky, thinking that Mickey has left, opens the door, walks right into Mickey, and goes back in the bathroom. Now, here's where it gets cool, because this whole next part here where Rocky goes on this tirade, all improv. Mm -hmm. And do you know why he kept saying that this stinks, that stinks, this stinks? Because he was in the bathroom? Because he was in the bathroom. And that bathroom actually stunk. (laughs) (laughs) I just kept, in my mind, it it stinks in here. Wow. (laughs) So the whole thing stinks. And we see Rocky yelling from his apartment, and Burgess Meredith, Mickey, is walking away. Finally, Rocky decides that he he needs help. So he comes down, and he finds Mick walking down the street. And you can't see what they say, but he stops on and they have a little conversation. Well, because... Burgess Mer- Mickey was like, look, I took all this pain, I took all this beating, I don't want to ha- what happened to me to happen to you. I want to protect you. He's very concerned for Rocky, even if it is all of the sudden. He sees this fighter get the shot, and he knows that it's just a joke, hmm. that they're just taking advantage of him, and he's concerned for this kid that's trained with him forever. And then Rocky is so angry, because where were you in my prime? Yeah. You, my I prime didn't even was get a prime. <laughs> yeah, I didn't His even get a prime. Three. You're so worried about me now. Why didn't you? Where was your protection then? And it's so like, you can tell that Mickey's so worried about him, and Rocky's so frustrated that he didn't care before. And but ultimately, he has this relationship, and he cares about Mickey. So, like the whole time, I knew he was gonna go after him. <laughs> so they shake hands and they make a gentleman's agreement. Huzzah. And they walk away. But they keep looking back at each other as they're walking away, which is nice. Yeah. So now it's the next morning, and it's time for the morning run. Rocky comes wearing his blue underwear, <laughs> and he drinks his eggs. And I know I've done it. I know most people in the world have done it, but now, have you done it, Tony? You ever drink the eggs? I have not drank the eggs. Elaine, you have not. I'm no, eggs. I'm not going to do that. I know you Carly. <laughs> Come on, don't be silly. <laughs> I'll cook them and I'll eat them. That's I love the me same. some eggs. No, right, well, <laughs> first, I'm not condoning drinking eggs because you can get the salmonella. 
Second, it's gross. It's really slimy. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look like he was disturbed by it at all, though. <laughs> and this scene well, he here, gets it every day. This is a very yeah. famous scene, and Stallone made a movie called Grudge Match with Robert De Niro, where they're old men and they have to box. Mm-hmm. And he does, and, Rocky, and he does. Stallone does the same thing with the eggs. And some guys like, "What are you doing? That's gross." Yeah. <laughs> what about all the cholesterol? Don't do that. <laughs> That's a myth. What egg cholesterol and eggs? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the good cholesterol, not the bad cholesterol. It's a myth that they're bad for you. So now Rocky starts to run. He does some stretches. And he's rocking. And Tony goes, all right, we're going to start the montage. It was like three times I thought the montage started, (laughs) the song started at different times. I was wrong two times. Like, montage, shit. I was like, here we go. Oh. Here we go. Oh. Now, here we have a bunch of Rocky running. Now, here's the fun part. All of this was done without permission permits or anything. They used to pull him in a van. <laughs> the long would run. They'd shoot it. He'd get back in a the van. They'd leave. Wow. Woo. And you know the scene here where he could barely make it up to the steps yeah. of the museum? Alright, you know later in the movie where he runs up the stairs really fast and no is problem. like, yeah! That was about an hour difference between when they shot that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, because they, you know, like I said, they hopped out, ran. It's like, alright, we're going to need this scene and this scene. Run. Run. You can't make it. Alright, get out. Run again. <laughs> you make it this time. You're all happy. <laughs> and all of this is done with the Steadicam, which nowadays is no yeah. big deal. But the Steadicam had just been invented. The, the camera operator was the Steadicam operator, mm-hmm. uh, inventor. So it was very hard. Now, what was interesting about this is Rocky's running up the stairs. There's a guy carrying this big, gigantic, because it's not a little Steadicam like we have nowadays. It's a gigantic Steadicam. He's running sideways up those stairs. I mean, you ran those stairs. Think you could do that sideways at full speed? Carrying a heavy-ass camera? Fuck no. no. I almost fell going too. straight. <laughs> True story. True story. I ran up them, and I was in pretty good shape at the time. I couldn't. I definitely couldn't do it now, but I still was huffing and puffing by the time I got to the top. I raced cross, and by the fifth step, he was already like ten steps ahead of me. Well, running up those stairs, it, I don't know about you, but for me... We did it like 12 times. Was, it was, it was something. <laughs> I wanted to die by the end. <laughs> I ran up at we a lot. We did it once, but I, in fairness, I went with Aaron and DJ and Mac and <laughs> Carlos. Well, I went with We're just a plethora of overweightness and Carlos had the bad knees and <laughs> bad Max got the bad and knees. And and kidney problems. Are and yeah, yeah. We, well, we, we all tried. <laughs> I loved running up the stairs. It's one of the great moments of my life, and I got to do it with my wife and kids. So that may be even better. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great picture of me and Elaine running up the stairs, sitting there, and she almost falls, and I push her. <laughs> like, we were running up, the, we were racing, and I gave her a push. And then I stopped and looked at her, like, come on. It was a lot of fun. There's a YouTube Kind video. of reminiscent of Bloodsport, where you're like, I'm yes. like, hey, come on, what you doing? It was very Bloodsport, because I stopped and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> then she attacked me. <laughs> Deserved <it>. Just like <laughs> She blinding powder in you. <laughs> And then I remember that I could fight blindfolded. <laughs> Wait a but it took you way too long. It did. All right, so now we cut the Rocky and Paulie in the meat locker. So Paulie's cutting some meat, and he's going to give it to Rocky, and he asks ever so politely, Are you balling my sister? Mm. Gross. Which is something you never ask. That's just not a phrase. There's something about, Are you balling blank? That is not okay. Like, there's so many ways to ask that question, and are you balling? Blah, blah, is just the one of the grossest. Uh. So Paulie gets mad and punches a side of beef. 
No, Rocky gets mad. No, no, Paulie gets mad. Oh. Punches a side of beef. Rocky walks up to him, pushes him back with his fist. Pushes. Like, him. okay, you want to see some shit? And Rocky goes to work. And then we hear crack, 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 crack. And he's like, you're breaking the ribs. <laughs> and probably some uh, health standards. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's not wearing gloves in this meat factory at all. Why do you care you don't eat beef? I know, but ew. <laughs> this is why. He's cutting the meat. He's wrapping it up. He doesn't have any gloves on. They're hitting the meat. Nobody's got any gloves on. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm less worried about what they're leaving on the meat than what... They're getting on themselves. Well, they washed their hands. Yeah, be Did fine. they? <laughs> I'm sure they? Rocky shows up to her house and she takes unwraps them and washes wait, wait, his wait, hands. Wait, wait, wait! But he doesn't. There's a, <laughs> there's a great line here, where Paulie smiles and goes, "You do to Apollo Creed. They're gonna put us in jail for murder." <laughs> that is a good line. That is a good. Line. Certainly right. good thing. Now we cut Paulie to. Said. But Adrian I thought Rocky was gonna say us. <laughs> But yes, Adrian does take off. But we don't see him wash his hands. She made him wash his hands. I hope so. <laughs> and, and in reverse of roles, Adrian is trying to fool around with Rocky. Yeah. And he just like, no, no, none around. Not right Before here. he washed his hands, by the way. And he still doesn't. <laughs> no, he hadn't washed his fucking hands yet. <laughs> doesn't seem to bother Adrian. It really turned her on. <laughs> they were all bloody and gross. So then now we have the great wide, the great um, debate here. Should you fool around during training? Rocky's like, you do not fool around during training. Women weaken the legs. Women I really don't legs. have any idea if it would make What's funny any is difference. I've, I've got some insider information on this. And this <laughs> argument happens all the time. Whether you do or do not fool around during training. Wait, who's having this argument? Everybody has this argument. You know. And the... the there's 99% of, of people are like, I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> so, there's there's a friend of ours, female friend, that's going to compete in a jiu-jitsu tournament in D.C. We've not had one conversation about whether or not you sh she should fool around I don't know. during it, her training. Is it different because for ladies? Because women weaken legs, not men. Yeah, I wonder if it's different for ladies. It's not. It, Mickey says it, not me. I didn't fucking say it. I really don't know if I think it makes a difference whatsoever, but I wonder if it makes a different difference for women Actually, versus men. <laughs> now, uh, a friend of ours, Chase, had a, uh, had some insight to this. He says, well, when you have sex, you produce more um, testosterone in your body, so it's actually advantageous for you to have sex prior to a fight. And I said, you're just trying to talk stuff into it, aren't you? Or during training. <laughs> so you're just trying to talk stuff Throughout into it. Throughout the whole like, process. No. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> I never noticed you abstaining when you were training for <laughs> Fuck no. Because He's like, not worth it. <laughs> I wouldn't find I'm not trying fight. to make this my livelihood, it's just yeah. a hobby. <laughs> I wouldn't find it, but it's not a fight, get laid. <laughs> get laid. He I did eat of only <laughs> broccoli and chicken for a whole month, but he never abstains. <laughs> <laughs> One okay, I guess, the other. Well, I guess there's we some sacrifices you just can't make. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, now, so now we cut the rock and work in the bag. Mickey tells him he's off balance, and this string here is going to cure it. Same Rocky Marciano had the same problem, and this string here cured it. Tied some girls walk in and like, Rocky, can we have your autograph? He says, get out of here. Get, get your little chicken asses out of here. Don't, <laughs> chicken don't, ass. don't disrupt me while I'm conducting business. 
Now, get your little chicken asses out of here. I want. Let's just let that hang for a minute. Mick. That's a great insult. <laughs> I'm going to call somebody a chicken ass tomorrow. <laughs> chicken ass. Get your chicken ass out of here. I feel like that'd be a good insult for a really skinny girl. It would be. And Mickey decides at this point... I generally insult skinny little girls, but if I were going to, maybe. Although, Next chickens generally have bigger butts than... Fronts, That's but true. I feel like, <laughs> but I feel like a chicken insult involves like really skinny, like chicken legs. Like chicken legs. Yeah. So a chicken ass, I feel like would also be really skinny. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like this is a great conversation. Keep going. <laughs> this week we have no tit talk, but we do have chicken ass talk. <laughs> chicken talk. So this is when Mickey decides to. And by the way, lay off that pet shop, Dame. He's like, I really like that girl. He's like, women weaken legs. See, Mickey said it, not me. He can't lay off that patch on Dame, though. He can't quit her. He shouldn't. I mean, she's not weakening his legs. She's trying to help him out. Mm. She's supporting him. and she's Only in this movie, though. Huh. Oh, I don't know. She, she did, she's not really a fan of his fighting career. Nope, because she loves him. She doesn't <laughs> want him to get hurt. I know. She loves him. So this he is goes a home. love story. It's creepy. He goes home, and she's there. <laughs> Yep, she's there. What does she have for him? The dog! What's the dog's name? Buckus. Buckus. To keep him company while he runs. That's right. But we only see him run with the dog. Once. Once. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the dog fucking disappears. We don't see the dog again. Obviously, Adrian is taking care of the dog. I well, hope so. Obviously. Well, the dog, after this one scene, kind of got a big ego about it. He was hanging out with Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> and all of a when you yeah. said he sold the dog, I'm like, well, that explains He was hanging out at Hollywood dog parties. You know how they get. They get into the catnip when they know they shouldn't have been taking none of that. Kind of hurt his career. But he made a comeback for Rocky, too, so it's okay. Um, we find Rocky running with his newfound friend, mm -hmm. his old doggy, And he finds Pauly, who's arranged for the news film to watch him train today. And by training, he hit the meat. Mm -hmm. Don't say it, Tony. I didn't say anything. <laughs> so here's a real moment between two guys where Paulie's like, he's been drinking, and he's like, mess with Rocky a little bit, and Rocky laughs. He's like, I'm going to kill you, which is something that guys would do. And they find uh, the reporter here, and Rocky says, uh, yeah, sure, but don't take no cheap shots. And she's like, I would never do that. I don't know. I feel like she didn't, so. She didn't, so good for her. Way to be a, a, a good reporter. and Class act, that class whatever act. that was. Lady reporter from the seventies in a fictitious movie. <laughs> this isn't. This is this is not a documentary. No, but I'll talk about that later. So. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I do not care about that guy who thinks that Sylvester Stallone based his movie on him. Are you talking about Chuck Webner? Yes, I'm talking about Chuck, Chuck Webner. Was a boxer <laughs> known as the Bayonne Bleeder, <gasps> who got a once in a lifetime chance to fight Muhammad Ali. A down on his luck. Pug, who got the chance and knocked down Muhammad Ali. And this was the inspiration for some of this movie. I'm glad you brought that up, Elaine. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Why does it sound like this is, this is like painful for you? It was like, was I this bad when I was doing some of your shit movies? Yes. Or, yes. <laughs> let, me, let me just... Point all of our listeners to the last Witch Hunter episode for Aww. comparison. And a few subsequent episodes where he brought it back. <laughs> now, for those of you who've ever heard of The Last Witch Hunter, and I'm sure there's a bunch of you who've heard of it, even less of you saw it. So, anyway. 
Rocky demonstrates his, his meat bashing ability to the reporter. And during this, Duke is watching the TV, who is Apollo Creed's trainer. Yep. And Apollo's not really paying attention. He's discussing his finances with some other gentlemen. And Duke tells Apollo, hey, you might want to see this. This guy's taking it real serious. He's like, yeah, yeah, me too. So mm -hmm. anyway, I got your real good tax bracket in Canada. His trainer is smarter than him. Yep. Oh, Apollo, my impression of, at least from the movie that I saw in Russia, is he's all about the fanfare and the show. <laughs> Less so about the, you know, learning Well, in Rocky Four, he had already retired, and that was supposed to just be a show. <laughs> Until that asshole Russian killed him. This is him not taking some, some no-name fighter seriously because he thinks he's not a real fighter. Mm -hmm. It's like when Mayweather didn't take Conor McGregor seriously and Conor <laughs> toned him up for a couple rounds. He got cocky. Actually, we'll it's get to that. It's not like the McGregor-Mayweather thing. So, I didn't watch okay. that. It was really entertaining. Paulie is now drunk walking home with a wreath. I was camping. Around, hello, we're talking about Noel now. Paulie's humming Noel. Rocky and Adrian are sitting on the, well, Rocky just sitting together watching TV and talking about Paulie. Little do they know, Paulie's behind him. Polly turns on the lights and startles him like, ah, shit. But <laughs> yep. he's saying, Call like, I don't like when Polly gets the reporters involved because he, he says something about cheap shots. He's like, it throws me all off and I'm off my game and I can't train right. And, and he's always asking me for, me for a job, but he doesn't know how to fight. So how can he be a leg breaker if he doesn't know how to break legs? Mm -hmm. He's not saying anything that's false. But Polly and Polly actually out. probably has a good job that makes decent money. If he wasn't fucking drunk all the time. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Polly's a butcher, which means in Philly, which means he's in the union. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's, he's fine. Set. He doesn't he has need a good to make. Job. He, was, he would be worse he off if he were trying to be a leg breaker yeah. for this dude because. Because uh, Rocky's making like 20 to $50 a day. <laughs> yeah. well, but now Paulie tells him to get out. He still has the wreath on his arm, and he grabs a baseball bat. Mm -mm. He says, get out of my house. Both of you get out. So Paulie smashes the light. And what does Rocky do while Paulie's being just so horrible to his sister? He grabs her and protects her because what? He loves her. Aww. <laughs> but Adrian... Is being protected and Paulie's smashing things. He, there's a tea set and he's smashing tea set. But what does he not touch? What does he not destroy? The picture of Paulie in his uniform, because that to him is special and does not touch it. The flawed character, which is Paulie, he needs help, <laughs> which he gets in Rocky Four by the form of a robot. <laughs> sure. That, that falls in love with him. Happy birthday. <laughs> brings <Pauly>. him beer. <laughs> you look like you want to say something. About Polly and Rocky Four, while while Rocky's over in Russia, Polly gets him in bed with some shady characters and loses all of their money. Flawed character. Didn't you hear me say flawed character? <laughs> I don't want to say it a little. The mansions, the robots, all of the great stuff from Rocky Four is gone in Rocky Five. But he kept because of Polly. But Polly saved the place. Pauly. They got a place to live. We'll get to that when we cover Rocky Five, which is underappreciated. <laughs> As it should. Uh oh. But anyway. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so now Adrian jumps up and grabs Paulie and says, I'm good to you, Paulie. I cook for you. I clean for you. I take up, you pick up your dirty clothes. But you call me a loser. And you call me a loser. And then she, then he I'm goes. I'm not a loser. And then she, and then he infers that she's not a virgin. Ooh. She gets embarrassed and runs away. And Paulie keeps talking. And what does Rocky do? Rocky grabs Paulie and smashes the, the back of his favorite head up against the wall. 
His favorite head? Well, it's his own head, so I'm guessing it's his favorite. <laughs> the way you said it was a little weird. <laughs> that was a line directly taken from Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better movie. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so you don't now, think that Big Trouble in Little China is a better, more enjoyable movie than Rocky? No. <laughs> okay, interesting facts. No, interesting I don't. Interesting facts on the underappreciated movie podcast. Yeah, this is better than Big Trouble in Little China. They're both great movies, but this one's better. Uh, mm, incorrect. Okay, anyway. So now Paulie breaks down because he knows if he keeps going, Rocky's going to fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he sobers up like that. Yeah. He's like, oh, I need help. Please help me, Rock. And Rocky lets him go. But around this point, I said, so they've been sleeping together? And Tori's like, I guess. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that that has anything to Again, do with none whether of your or business. not. I don't yeah. think that has anything to do with whether or, whether or not Rocky has had sex with her. I think that she had sex with somebody else. Previously, and that's why she wasn't ready and to go out on a date with Rocky. And that's part of the reason why he felt he had to take care of her because she was used good. She could never get married. She was. <laughs> I think something happened. No, we're in the late seventies. I don't really know how. Yeah, this, this is after the free love movement. <laughs> yes, but only people who participated in the free love movement thought that there was a bunch of stuck-up people that still thought if you didn't come to your wedding a virgin, then you were a terrible person. And most of those were Italian, and that's what these people are. <laughs> I'm just joking for all my Italian friends out there. Protector of Italian virginity. That's right. Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Rocky is not the protector of Italian virginity. Nice. He took it. He takes it. He yeah, she it. gave it to him. Oh, we're pretty sure he drew the virgin. floor <laughs> yeah, of his <laughs> dirty apartment. Yeah. He was a little Gross. Aggressive. Don't bring that scene up again. A little aggressive. It's going to be all over my final thoughts. All right, well. Okay. So now we cut to Rocky, who enters Adrian's room, who's sitting there, and she looks pretty somber and says, you want a roommate? He says, what? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's like, yes, I don't have to leave the house anymore. And we cut to Rocky, who's working with Mickey. And we meet the cut man. They uh, have a little fun banter back and forth. And Mickey tells him, Go take a shower, you crazy mug, you. Or whatever he says. And Paulie comes out of nowhere while Rocky's working the bag. He's like, Rocky, can I can't talk to you? Because he's better now. He got the shit knocked out of him. He's fine. He got shook. And he says, uh, I got an idea. You know, make some money off your name. Advertising? I know about that. He's like, what do you know about advertising? He says, I tell you what. You make some money off my name, you go ahead and make it. Hence the rope. Yep. It's nice. Dick men did fences. And now... The rope was a little big. Little baggy. Biggest baggy. <laughs> so gonna fly now hits. And Rocky runs. And so what's funny, this is your training montage. We finally yeah, get finally. Finally the training montage. Now here we we see Rocky doing one arm push ups and the clapping push ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the day that Rock, that Stallone had done them first time ever. Mm. He had never done this before them. I'm sure mm. they tried before they filmed it, but that was the day that he did it. That's pretty cool. Well, those well, aren't really, if you're in shape, those aren't as hard as you think they well, are. Well, you can tell you do them. Getting strong now. Yeah. One arm push ups are weird, but, but the clapping push ups are pretty easy. Yeah. They had to add something because most of all the training stuff they had was him running or punching a bag. It was like, we need something else. Punching side of beef. Like, we, we need something else. Now, here we go. We get Rocky running up the stairs triumphantly, and he does his little dance up there. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever noticed this looks a little off? There's something not quite right about his little. His dance on top of the stairs mm. as, as the camera comes in. Well, the reason for that, because it's a shot written reverse. 
they originally had shot it close and pulled out, and then in post they decided they wanted it the other way. So rather than reshoot it, they just played it in reverse. So it's actually Stallone dancing backwards, and that's why it looks a little awkward. You don't, you didn't notice it, but now next time you watch it, I've ruined that for you. So there Pretty you go. Much. You'd be like, "Wow, that does look weird." Huh. You're welcome. And that's the version of the movie I watch. <laughs> All right, so we're at the night before the fight. Rocky can't sleep, so he gets up. Where does he go? To the side of the fight. He goes to the fight. Not only is is it open. The spectrum there is open, but he can walk right in, get into the ring, get to the thing there, walk right into the ring, nobody's around. Nope. Only person around is Mr. Jurgen. He's like, hello, Rocky, what are you doing here? The Mr. Jurgen, uh, the post is wrong. I got white pants with a red stripe. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter, matter does yeah, it, Rocky? it doesn't matter. He's like, shit. he's got a good point. That's the end of that. So, Rock. Just then, Rocky realizes he can't. He can't beat Creed. Mm. He doesn't think he can beat him. He goes home, lays down in bed with Adrian, and he has a real moment with himself. All he wants to do is go the distance with Creed. In his mind, that'll prove himself. It's just not another bum from the neighborhood. Go the distance with Creed. This scene here was supposed to be cut from the movie, but Stallone fought for it because it adds another parfait layer. Mm, it does. It really is. A, it's it's, mm -hmm. a, it's an emotional movie. There's no emotions in this movie except for this scene where it pulls you by the heartstrings <laughs> that he's he's fought. Adrian tells him, "You've trained so hard." It's like that's not gonna matter. Mm. Okay. So what this does actually, this scene gives us a victory and defeat later in the movie, which is nice. It rounds it out so you feel good as a person. And now it's fight day. And Elaine looks so excited about it. She was ready, you know, wraps her hands to watch the movie, got the Vaseline, put it under the eyes, don't want any cuts. Why do they do the nasal spray? Opens up your nose so you can breathe better. Oh, okay. I'm watching them do it all. I don't really... And they don't give you a squirt. They give you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I have allergies. I do nasal spray. I would not do that much. Because <laughs> well, it only has to be open for a little bit. My 45 minutes or so. And there's some really weird things that people, you know, do to get ready. They go, breathe, breathe, you know, whatever. But, hey, this is all pretty standard stuff. So there's nothing here that's out of the ordinary. And as the fight's about to start, Rocky, all he wants to know is, Adrian, you think his robe's a little baggy? Does it look? <laughs> Good luck. But really, the robe, don't leave town, all right? We'll fight now. Don't leave town. And he leaves. He sticks his head back at him. Don't leave town. Why would she leave town? I thought it was weird. <laughs> saying don't leave, you know. It's... <laughs> she promises to wait right there. She I does. I didn't get the impression that she was trying to go anywhere. So now as Rocky's walking to the ring, we see Pauly, who's showing off his, Hey, Rock, look at my date. It cost me $200. And she pipes in, 250 <laughs> <laughs> What a lady. She was way too hot for him. She knows her own worth. <laughs> She's uh, I don't I'm not to use a bad word. Whoa, back then, I'm not that to use a, a bad word. She's very high class and knows her own worth. That's she, okay. She's she's a whore. Whoa. <laughs> you know what? Huh? If you pay for it, you're the dumb fuck, not the lady selling it. Why is she getting mad at me? Mm. I'm not. I'm just saying. That's right. Okay. So now the announcers give us a 
Is that a meat sign on his back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, now it's time for Apollo to come in. Apollo comes dressed like George Washington. <laughs> and he's throwing dollar bills to the crowd. Well, not do uh, dollar coins. To the crowd. That wig was not flattering. That wig was not, The whole outfit was not flattering. <laughs> yeah. Washington was a slave owner. It's <laughs> awkward. Very. So now he gets into the ring. And it's time for a wardrobe change. <laughs> yeah. Because only Apollo Creed would change his outfit mid-entrance. And now he's Uncle Sam. And he's telling the crowd, I want you. I want you. And he's pointing at Rocky. I want you. I want the stallion. And he's yelling, Creed, in three. Which is a direct ripoff of Ahmed Ali. That's right. Good mm -hmm. job, Elaine. I was going to point to you if you give that, but you were yawning, so... Sorry. <laughs> Way to ruin that thing. All right, so our announcer comes in, and we get a cameo from Smokin' Joe himself, Smokin' Joe Frazier. Carly, you all know about Smokin' Joe, don't you? No. no any <laughs> idea who that is? No, Tony well, said it was a fighter. He's, but a, he's a very famous boxer. Frazier, Frazier, Frazier. Oh, down right. goes Frazier. Right? Yay, there you, go. there you go. But he got his ass kicked. Wow. Well, no, he beat him the first time. Well, they I'm just going by what Tony told me while we're watching well, the movie. Down yeah. goes Frazier. Yeah, the second and third time. Um, the Rumble in the Jungle. That's Frazier, right? Yeah, that was Ali versus Foreman. Oh, that's, that's Foreman, same. that's right. This was the one in Zaire, Africa. Oh. Sorry, Tony, that was me. I'm sorry I'm kicking Tony keeps both of you. No, <laughs> I'm just, Tony's I'm getting, getting kicky. I know, it's just me, I'm getting fidgety. One thing okay. about Smoking Joe Frazier, Smoking Joe Frazier was originally supposed to be Apollo Creek. But they got in the ring of him, Stallone, and he was much too rugged for him. And he's like, "No, wow, <laughs> he's gonna kill me." Mm -hmm. So they also moved, they were gonna go with Ken Norton, who was another uh, boxer of the time, and he was so much bigger than Stallone. No, really? Yeah, they couldn't do it. Mm. So they finally went with a football player. And when Carl Weathers was cast for this, he comes in to read, and he said, "Well, the writer was there, so and I did a back and forth with the writer." And he said, well, if you get me a real actor, I can do it so much better. Yeah. And he said that right to Stallone. And Stallone said, wow, this guy's cocky. He's arrogant. He's Apollo Creed. He's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> I love me some Apollo Creed. And, um, of course, they asked him, hey, do you know how to box? And Carl Weathers lied. He said, of course I could box. He couldn't box. <laughs> so they choreographed this whole thing. It wasn't just, hey, we're going to go this. They choreographed it like it was a dance. Hmm. So all of this choreographed. And now the fight starts. But what's interesting about the fight scene is they started filming with the last round and went back. So they put all that makeup on him where they're all beat up. Yeah. And then whenever they needed to they go, go back around, they took a little bit off, took a little hmm. bit off, took a little bit off. Smart. So that was shot in reverse too. It's cheaper that way. Hmm. Thank hmm. you for ten things. Or was it seven things you didn't know? I thought I would have thought that it <laughs> would have been cheaper to layer yeah. it as they go. Yeah. I didn't fact check that. That's what they said on the YouTube. I was like, okay. I'm going to throw that in if I remember. And I did. So, good job, guys. <laughs> All right, so round one. Creed comes out with some jabs. And he's making Rocky miss. And jabs. He makes Rocky miss again. Until, uh-oh, Rocky unleashes a left from hell. Boom. Sending Apollo Creed to the canvas. And the first time in his career. Oh, and the crowd God. goes fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. Except for Elaine, who's running mild over there. <laughs> Apollo gets back on his feet and goes to work on Rocky. Now, to spare some time here, the fight went back and forth. Both guys just beating the bejesus, if you will, out of each other. At one point, Rocky falls down, and they're like, stay down. He's like, no, I'm going to get up. 
until the 15th. He gets up on 9. Hmm? He, he wants up on to nine go there. the distance. Creed gets up on 8, and he gets up on 9. But at some point, I'm like, what? So how long close. is the distance? Uh, the distance is the entire fight. Yeah, but we didn't know how rounds. long that was. It's we 15 rounds. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, they say they're coming out for the 15th and final round, so if you... Well, yeah, I Googled it before that, because oh. it was like... <laughs> Eight, ten, you know, like you see the chick and you're like, how long is this <laughs> They don't have Boxing was still a very popular when this movie came out, so most people knew that. Mm. That and also they don't do 15 rounds anymore. They cut it to 12. Yeah. Cause That's what the Wikipedia said. Mm-hmm. Well, back mm-hmm. in olden times, they did 100 rounds. <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> to the death. <laughs> to the pain. I read that until one fighter quit or the police broke it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. It was real brutal. But anyway. So the 15th and final round approaches. Rocky and Apollo are standing in front of each other. They're trading punches. Rocky has Apollo on the ropes. And he's just punching. And he's a punching. And Apollo's, oh, he's on his he's on rubbery legs. He may go. And ding, ding, ding. Fight's over. And we hear Apollo yell to Rocky. Ain't gonna be no rematch. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna be no rematch. And Rocky replies, one. <laughs> <laughs> And reporters and everybody just grabs the fucking ring and they're all going crazy. And reporters are getting in everybody's face before they even know who the winner is. Rocky just went the distance with the champion. How do you feel about it? Adrian! And he's just yelling, he's Adrian! All he wants to do is find his girlfriend. And she's coming out of the back. Rocky! Rocky! And she comes out and she's wearing a hat and her hat falls off. She doesn't care. She's fighting her way to the ring. Paul is trying to get into the ring. A cop has him by the, the scruff of his neck. And he's like, that's my friend. And he's like, get out the ring, you fucker. And he's like, but I know that guy. And then Adrian's like, Paulie. And, he, and then he opens the ropes, letting his sister in. Toss the harsh rings. That, that's a brother right there. Okay? He's a real dick to her. But he made, you know, making up for a little bit here. So then, that makes up for I said a little of, bit. No. <laughs> I said a little. No. Not a lot, a no. little. You're ruining it in the moment. Microscopic. So now, right now, at this point, we hear that the Apollo Creed has won the fight, and he raises his hand. Split and they ask, decision. A split, split decision. decision. And they ask Rocky, how do you feel? You almost got a split decision. Do you feel he were robbed? And he's like, Adrian! And then he sees Adrian. And he's like, Adrian! And he goes, Rocky! Where's your hat? <laughs> because what you want to do after 15 rounds of the world champions wonder why your girlfriend lost her hat. <laughs> and then they proclaim, the, proclaim their love for each other. I love you. I, I love you. you. And they hug. S- movie's over. Aww. Fuck Romeo and Juliet. That's a real love story. <laughs> they were 15 years old, knew each other for three days, killed each other. I don't like yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Why are you giving me that look like I think that's a fucking good anything? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So there you go. That was Rocky. And I feel like by the way, we got a little sleepy there in the middle, and all of a sudden, John woke us up. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I don't know why. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh huh. And by the way, during Rocky Balboa, Paulie has a moment of reflection, where he's like, "I can't do this anymore, Rock. I can't go on these trips and on this memory lane for you and your wife. You were good to her. I was a horrible person to her. I treated her badly." And he's like, "She always loved you, Paulie." And he has a thing, he breaks down. He knows he was a bad person. But we're not in but Rocky we, Balboa Wait till we do Rocky Balboa. I'm going to have another birthday. <laughs> He's going to have another <laughs> I mean, maybe not the way Elaine's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Whew. What'd you think, Carly? Let's start with you. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, first, 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 before we forget. Who was uh, Stallone's dad? I have no idea. The Zamboni driver? No. The mafia guy? No. Damn. The bartender? No. <laughs> it was the 
the, the bell ringer. The guy who rang the bell. Uh, it's Frank Stallone Sr., the guy who rings the bell. That's why they... It's like, why are they zooming in on this guy? That's why. Huh. All right. Well... I thought I really had it with the Zamboni guy. <laughs> I thought she had it with the Zamboni guy. My favorite line was the whole be a thinker, not a stinker bit. That's a good line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my favorite scene... And I wrote the last one. It was not the end, though. It was, <laughs> it was when he the fight's over, and he just wants her, and she's trying to get to him, and that that scene. Um, my least favorite character is Polly. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. He's a piece of shit. I don't know. I guess Rocky's my favorite character. <laughs> But he was kind of creepy, so I don't really want to pick him. <laughs> pick somebody else. But I don't know who else I would pick. The bartender. <laughs> she liked that bum that came out of the darkness. I'm going with the bum from the <laughs> She really liked the part where Frank Stallone Jr. sang, so she was like, no, no, pick the dog. I do love the dog. <laughs> All right, so, yay, nay, maybe? I'll do maybe. Wow. I can't. Uh. I can't. Elaine? He's so creepy. Okay. I can't yay. <laughs> Elaine, go ahead. So, the first half of this movie is really boring and or creepy. <laughs> really boring. All the stuff with the lone shark, it's just fucking boring. All the creepiness with Adrian, just, it's not interesting. The part where he gets kicked out of his gym is just depressing. There's nothing about Stallone that makes me want to cheer for him as a character. Because he's his acting is terrible. I know he's you know not at this point he's not a seasoned veteran like he will be in later films and obviously gets better. I mean, but have you seen Stop My Mom Will Shoot? Yes, I have not. Don't <laughs> rhinestone. But the Expendables, okay. I like the Expendables movies. Yeah, that's like fifty years later. <laughs> <laughs> It is almost 15 years. It's like 40 years <laughs> But, okay, so my favorite character is Mickey. My least favorite character is Polly. My my favorite scene is when Mick comes to his house to offer to manage him, and they have that big fight. This is the point where the movie picks up. This is the pivotal scene. Everything before this scene is fucking boring as shit. Or creepy as fucking doesn't make sense. Because I still don't understand why Adrian would kiss him back. I don't either. It doesn't make any sense. Because the acting and the writing and the script is so bad. <laughs> up until this point. <laughs> and then you're like, that's really emotional. There's a lot of shit going down in that scene. Mm -hmm. And then nothing else happens for another 30 minutes. <laughs> And then finally at the end, picks back up again. That sounds like a yeah The scene me. where he comes back My the night before and he says, I can't beat him, I just want to go it's the good. distance. That was a good scene, too. And you see a little bit more of him as a character. But there are very this few This had scenes. been a short film. <laughs> it would have been way better. My favorite line previous to this rewatch has always been, you're going to eat lightning and crap thunder. That's not in this movie. Yes, it is. He says it to him when he's training in the ring. Right. I saw it. Okay? okay? It's always been my favorite line. However, this rewatch, I've changed my mind. My new favorite line is, there ain't gonna be no rematch. I don't want no rematch. <laughs> don't want one. Do, I, I even wrote it down correctly. Don't want one. It's my new favorite line. I don't like this movie. <laughs> I don't think it's good. 
<laughs> Tony, why are you shocked? I don't think people should She's been bitching that. about it the whole time. <laughs> I feel not, like it's not the diamond. It's not a diamond movie like pouring water on someone if to get you, them to move. If you have Andy seen this movie, <laughs> if you've seen this movie and previously enjoyed it, I'm sure you will enjoy it again. But if you have never seen this movie, I think I think you can live your life without having watched it. It's not that important. Just come back to these characters in Rocky Three. Skip one and two. Come back in three. <laughs> Tony, it's your turn. He's looking at John like you got a response. <laughs> I just wonder if he's going to come across the table. <laughs> he's not surprised. I feel Elaine like makes bad this. choices sometimes. <laughs> I married you. Oh, shit. There is the best example that we have. We have to pause. Which forced me to watch Rocky a thousand fucking times. Okay, Tony, come on. I just want to say that this is his birthday movie, right? It's, we're not recording this on his birthday. Uh, I know, but... Ouch. <laughs> Alright. My favorite... Well, first of all, I want to say... <laughs> it's hard to... Be objective with this movie. Because we've seen all the other movies. For you. It's not hard. It's hard for me. <laughs> My favorite character is Mickey. But honestly, in this movie, Mickey doesn't do a whole lot. But he's he becomes not. such a big character later... Yeah. He is definitely one of my. He's probably one of my favorite characters in movies. And he's honestly. not a good person in this movie he's either. Kind of up a piece until of the shit. end. <laughs> um, Nobody's a good person in this movie. Well, there's that. My, <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> really, when you think about, it, the only person who is a good person in this movie is Adrian, is Adrian mm -hmm. and quite po and maybe Apollo Creed's trainer. No, there's also the reporter. And that one reporter from the meat scene. But, like, they're all, they all have lots of problems and they're all flawed. Which is so one of the reasons all people, human. which is one of the reasons why people love this, because they're all flawed characters, but it just, it's not good. Some of them, not everybody's as flawed I'm as sorry to interrupt. No, going. you're fine. My favorite line is when Adrian says, why do you fight? And Rocky says, because I can't sing or dance. Um, my favorite scene is... With Elaine, where Mickey goes to Rocky, okay. with kind of hat in hand, and um, kind of roundabout way begs Rocky to take him as his trainer, because as the movies go on, again, it's hard to do with just this movie. As we go on, Mickey is such a wise and like powerful force in Rocky's life, and to see him, you know, kind of, you know, thrown down, it's hard hard to see. Uh, least favorite character is Polly. <laughs> Polly's a piece of shit. Always is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Kind of wish you would die. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember him being a piece of shit in four. He's always kind of a piece of shit. I mean, I understand. You know, you don't want all likable characters. It's something different. Polly does die in the series. Does he? Yeah, he's not in Creed. Really? He, he he dies off camera. So, I guess you got your wish. Oh, I had not seen that yet. You haven't seen Creep? No. It's on Amazon Prime, though. I feel I like Paulie should have had a heart attack and fell in a pile of trash. <laughs> he did cost Rocky millions, I'm just saying. But I yeah. feel like that's the kind of death. Like, yeah. he's walking home, he has a heart attack, and falls in a pile of trash, and just kind of dies on the street. That seems like the kind of death that he should have. Adrian's also dead. I go with that. Yeah. I heard that she, she had woman cancer. 
That's not good. Breast cancer, ovarian cancer. They no. don't say. They say lady cancer. Lady so. cancer. Really? <laughs> it's woman cancer. Hey, that's none of your business after you die. <laughs> I go with a yay. If you have not seen this movie, you kind of have to see this movie. It's one of the. It's Americana. It's, it's the backbone of American cinema. I don't believe you should ever. Ha- There's no movie that you have to see. I mean, if if you have to set up a bunch of movies that these are the list of movies you need to see, you can't not put Rocky in there. I wouldn't put it on my list of movies you have to see. All right, well, we'll get back to that then. <laughs> and I would put some shit I don't necessarily really enjoy, like The Godfather on there, but I wouldn't put Rocky. Well, the Godfather definitely should be on there too. Another piece of American cinema that everybody likes. You should well, at least you should seen. at least give it a chance. <laughs> yes. You'll fall asleep during the Godfather, Carly. <laughs> we should watch it. Oh, I can't wait for my next birthday pick. <laughs> I'm not making you watch the Godfather. I'm we making you watch, watch the Godfather saga. <laughs> we should watch it for our Christmas episode because you always do watch it every Christmas. I do watch it every Christmas, but I'm going to make you watch the saga, which is one and two together, which is like eight hours long. <laughs> she should watch the theatrical cut of one. Because I don't They don't have a director's cut, I don't think. No, but Excellent. the Godfather saga is like the director's cut. It's the director's cut. cut, yeah. Yes, but she should just watch the theatrical trailer of one. Anyway, <laughs> my favorite character is Rocky. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Little Marie. <laughs> really? Little the Marie. Little kid the whole screw calls you, Creepo. <laughs> you just like that she comes back later in the series. No, I just don't. I don't know. I've never liked her. Okay. And I don't know why. I just don't like her. It's like like Tony said. It's really hard to anybody to be objective. Well, for me to be objective in this, because I don't ever remember not knowing this movie. Yeah, I don't ever remember not difficult. knowing all the way up to Rocky Five. Five came out in '85, so I would have been five years old ish when th- when that came out, or four rather. Four. Five came out in '90. I remember that when that came out. Okay. So I don't remember not having these around, watching the shit of them all the time. Um, my favorite scene um, would have to be the the end boxing scene, the entire mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Because just the, the heart that sh- Rocky showed throughout that whole thing. Uh-huh. From It's a Little Baggy to Adrienne? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, when he comes out, his friend's there, and Gazzo's in the front, yelling, go for it, Rock. You show that They show the the bar, and everybody's cheering him on. Yeah. He's got, everybody's behind Logos. Rocky at this point, so. I do nice. appreciate that Garza was a supportive boss. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I will tell you that you it, in the end, Gazzo we didn't thought it was want gonna come back, from Rocky. But it didn't. Gazo never wanted anything from Rocky. Like, after Rocky two, you don't see him again. So. you got to appreciate that in a life. And my favorite line is, much like Carly, be a doctor, be a lawyer, carry a briefcase, wear a suit, be a thinker, not a stinker. Not a stinker. It's a great line. So, two yays, two maybes? No, that was a maybe. I tried to sneak in. This is one of the, you know, most revered movies of all time, so... If you haven't seen it, you need to because it's going to be on everybody's top ten list of movies, and especially sports movies. At least watch the first four. Then you know, oh. six, you have to watch six. six. You watch the first four. <laughs> but if you're gonna no, if you're gonna watch six, you have to watch five because you don't. Un- six doesn't make as much sense if you don't watch five, even though five is terrible. <sighs> you're right. Watch them all, including Creed. Watch, watch them all. any Fuck of it. them because right. if you watch one, you have to watch them all, Carly? and they're just not worth it. All That's right. true. Fuck it. So please Spend look for us at Facebook.com/slash/the underappreciated no. movie podcast. What you got to say? Nothing. I was gonna say. I uh, do your thing. 
Okay. We're on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast and on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com with any comments, questions, suggestions on any of our social media. Please contact us. We love to be contacted. I still don't have an Instagram. Uh, well, you should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you to Moneytude for liking one of our tracks on SoundCloud. And to Heemcast for giving us a review on iTunes. Shout out to Ben, always. And his wife, Nikki. And I hope Will enjoys this as much as he enjoyed the last uh, podcast about King Arthur. I'm sure he will. Get it, Will? (laughs) Did did I mention not to rape? It's bad. (laughs) Star Wars. And (laughs) tune in next week. Where it's... Tony's pick. No, it's your pick. No, it's No, it's not Tony's pick. Okay. I go last. One, two, three, four. Oh. I wanted no, to do that. Numero trace. What say you? He doesn't know. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola's. Nice. Brom Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, we can no. talk about that. All right. Okay. Ooh, have I seen that? We'll find uh, out. I was starring the great. Gary Oldman. The great. No. No. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you for listening to John's longest episode. Yes. This is my longest episode. <laughs> but it's his birthday episode, so. And tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs>